0: A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, the medicine go down, in the most delightful way. (laughs) I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you! <laughs>
1: All right, he's back it's ten minutes with the boogeyman.
0: What's happening?
1: What's happening today is I'm sitting here with a shake and kombucha.
0: Oh, nice, nice. I, don't have a, I'm a, I had my shake this morning. I think I'm going to have a little bigger breakfast now. I had, a, I had a taxi day yesterday. I had to do a serious fucking run and uh, trained a couple days in a row. And, you know, Rich, don't mess around. I had a DJ punching me in the stomach. And I had Irish punching me. Everyone wanted to take a shot at me today or this week.
1: Everybody wants a piece
0: yeah I think uh it has something to do with the fact that i'm, I'm packing a bag <laughs>
2: um,
0: I, I might be heading out somewhere next week to our undisclosed location i like to say where who it involves but uh I'll, I'm definitely packing a bag next week yeah next week I'll be, I'll be i'll be uh in a different uh in a different area code and time zone.
1: Well, I can't wait for this actual news to be released at some point probably next week.
0: Yeah, or it could even be today, I what's today? Thursday or is it Friday? I think it's released tomorrow. I think there's a release of some shit that's going down tomorrow.
1: So, this is going this part of the 10 minutes of the Boogeyman is going to air on Friday because we're waiting for Bruno to either get knocked out or mop the floor with this guy. <laughs> And then Yeah, Dario. When, did he,
0: when did he fight, tonight or tomorrow?
1: He fights tonight, so then Dario's going to come on tomorrow and probably shit talk him.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I seen they freaking had Bruno. His face was, like, all over the poster. I was like, what the fuck? That's weird, right? I was like, how hard are you guys selling tickets, man? I'm like, that's <laughs> like amateur hours. Fuck. Uh, well, I see
1: you that know, they, I, had, uh, they had I, Dario had I put on
0: Dario's there. face up there, but, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, they had Dario on the poster for a minute.
0: Well, yeah, that's uh, clearly because Bruno can't sell any tickets.
1: Yes. Okay, so, so. We, we did see Simon Keane fight. Yeah. Uh, I did I did broadcast that live on the Facebook Lives.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, you know, he does exactly what Simon does. He's like a European-style amateur boxer. <laughs> but he- you know, he is the best, right? So a lot of people, they knock Klitschko for years for having boring fights and, you know, not being overly aggressive, and you know, that's an opinion, but he wins, and that's the thing with Simon, so it's like, you know, I gotta take it seriously, he's number one, and, you know, I watched it, and, you know, he fought a much smaller man, but uh, it's pretty clear that he has some skills, and that, you know, he knocked him out in the eighth, what, the seventh or eighth round?
1: Eighth round, yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's, you know, it shows he can go the distance, and you know, he didn't completely gas. Like, he looked tired, but it's kind of to be expected. But, uh, you know, when I do fight him, I definitely got something planned for him. You can count on that.
1: Uh, I think his opponent might have had a chemical imbalance where he thought he was in a trash-talking fight.
0: Well, his opponent didn't really do much. No. is really what it comes down to. His opponent didn't really punch, didn't really have a game plan, didn't work inside. You know, he was a tough guy with, you know, a good punch, but didn't have a game plan. You know, that's the difference, like, with the stage, you know, it's like, here's the thing. Like, when you got a guy like DJ coming up fighting a high level technical boxing fight, and you get to watch someone like him work with a guy like Rich and the knowledge that's there, and I'm like, okay, we're going to execute the game plans, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to accomplish what we're going to accomplish. You know, I have the physical capabilities to do whatever I have to in a fight to win. You know, I can fight him, I can beat him that way. And now I can outbox him now that I'm working with Rich, and so that's you know that that that's a thing that a lot of people are not going to expect, but it's coming.
1: Yeah, when when I watch you fight, like your footwork has improved. Where I don't think Simon has any footwork.
0: Yeah, um, I don't. Well, well, Simon, he jumps in and out, right? So yeah. It's like, yeah. He he is quick at that, and so you know, like this is it'll be a real challenge. You know, obviously, I'm going to have other fights in between where i need to work on some stuff you know part of the deal is with simon is uh you know we're pretty even on record so you know i want to keep up with him he just did a fight i need a fight so it sounds like we're going to sign a fight in march and we should have the news tomorrow so nice
1: so the one the the one thing i did notice about simon is he does have a good left hook to the body
0: oh yeah yeah he loves throwing a left hook to the body so you know we've been uh We've been working a lot of body so We're going to do the Luke Spicer challenge and just toughen up for next season.
1: Is that what we're, we're renaming? And now it's the Luke Spicer challenge.
0: Yeah, it's the Luke Spicer challenge. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't name other things the Luke Spicer challenge, too. Because, you know, there's a lot of challenging things out there. And I'd like to see Luke do some of those challenges.
1: I like, like it when We can just kind of
0: Price gauge challenge. where we're at and just send Luke in first. You know, let us know.
1: Yeah, I like it when Luke does challenges because he, he's he's
0: funny. Well, and it sets the bar really low.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! I'm pretty
0: sure everybody did the challenge better. Well, like who did it better and like, well, yeah, come on. everybody, <laughs> everybody else.
1: I did the challenge. How did that go? It was it's on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I know. You, the guy went flying.
1: Yeah, it, it, just a one-hit one, one hit wonder.
0: Better than Luke, like I said.
1: Better than Luke. Uh, Brad Switzer sucked it. at it.
0: Brad Switzer sucked at it. I couldn't even drop Luke. I would like to send DJ over there. I think he would drop Luke right to the belly pad. And Luke was wearing one of those rival things, which is basically like a knockoff of a bear suit. Yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. Steve so, Klagen yeah. could rip. that's who that's who he was doing with it guy hits hard but not with that giant flame pad
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah Steve Dragon is no joke
1: yeah so we did talk to uh what's his Steve
0: uh, Dragon just call him Steve Dragon Steve Claggett the Dragon
1: (laughs) I call him Rufio the Dragon I like Steve Dragon though we could just change his last name
0: just call him Steve Dragon Steve the Dragon I like it (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: The boxing version of
0: Bruce Lee Yeah, pretty much, yeah I like it So we did
1: get a chance to talk to Deshaun Johnson
0: Oh yeah Serious dude
1: Very nice guy, I like him a lot, I'm now a fan
0: Oh yeah Hard worker, man, hard worker That guy's got like 50 fights What is it like for you Yeah,
1: he fought two fights in the UFC Um,
0: Yeah, eight MMA fights I mean
1: Yeah. Uh, What is it like for you to have a guy like that with you in camp right now?
0: It's cool, man. It's like, it's veteran boxing. You know, you got a guy who's getting McGregor ready for Mayweather fight, one of the biggest publicized fights around. You got a guy who goes and helps Triple G get ready for guys like Canelo. Like, come on, man. Like, that's boxing. Yeah. You can't get that anywhere, you know, and the fact that he comes up and trains rich, so he's where Rich is at, and it's like, you know, like, these guys, like, these guys are bodies real, like, he's fighting on the Deontay Wilder undercard, you know, versus Lewis Ortiz in Barclays Center, where's that, New York? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on, man, like, that's the cream of the crop right there.
1: Yeah, I can't it's, wait to see the uh, Bronx.
0: The I mean, uh, Bronx is up here, my dog, well, my buddy's dog is fucking jail. What are you doing, man? He comes up here lurking. He's lurking everywhere. He's fucking, he, he scared the shit out of Alexi. It's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? What'd he do? Yeah, Gronk, sit downstairs. Yeah, Alexi came in, didn't realize Gronk was here. Gronk had him cornered. Alexi had like a piece of PVC fight between him and the <laughs> dog.
1: Uh, can we bring Gronk to, to Quebec?
0: A buck 40. Is he that big? Yeah, he's huge.
1: Can we bring him to Quebec?
0: <laughs> we should yeah I think he's been there before.
1: that would be fun because he hates the camera
0: yeah he does hate the camera he even booze it but, he actually growls when you pet him incorrectly too like he lets <laughs> you know if you're doing it wrong
1: is that Shane's dog
0: Uh Shane's buddy's dog and Shane kind of watches him oh. when are you guys getting Shane on the show
1: <laughs> Shane's hard to get a hold of I, I, if I have a conversation with him I have to get an interpreter to decipher it
0: Oh yeah, well you gotta give him medication before you talk to him <laughs> <sighs> You gotta take his meds, you gotta make sure He's regulated on all that shit yeah. Otherwise he'll come in your room and hit me with like some Fucking like some serious- Like some He's got a master's degree in exercise science So he like comes out and just starts Spitting fucking knowledge at me, I'm like dude I got no idea what you're talking about right now Like, I didn't understand one thing you just said He's a wild man. And dude. then he just he just walks out I'm like alright, we got that cleared up So,
1: I got to talk to you about internet wars a little bit. Like, Brian Caldwell got into an internet beef, which was amazing.
0: Yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot, man. Well, not Caldwell, but the guy he was talking to is a fucking idiot, man. (laughs) I don't delete too many comments or block too many people, but it's like, you know, you just got morons who are just like, it's like you prove like a valid point. Like, there's a way to like talk trash and then there's like a different way to like just say negative shit. Yeah. that, like, doesn't, it isn't really conducive to the storyline. Because then, like, then I send the guy a private message. I'm like, man, watch your fucking mouth. You know, because I'll, I'll DM people. I don't give a shit, man. I'm like, if you want to jump... And, like, they always get offended when, like, I somehow, like, curb their argument. And I'm like, wow, you just wrote on my, my page, and now you're getting mad at me for, like, defending myself? Like, what the fuck is wrong with your psychology? So, like, basically, like, I just do the Hannibal Lecter and just start, like, dissecting everything that they say. And, like, dissecting their personality, and it's like, because I don't have a reference point, because they're literally fucking anonymous half of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I just, like, pick that apart. I'm like, let me at your psychology really quick, and, like, decipher what you're really trying to accomplish here. And they don't like that, they just fucking pout. Wow. And then they, like, block me, or, like, they do it the guy, the guy who was shit-talking Caldwell does yesterday sent me a message and told me like watch out for him but then like he blocked me <laughs> like he like, guys like listen man I was like I was like fucking how stupid are you wow Apparently very, very stupid well he said some not very nice things about Brian Caldwell well yeah and it's like he came on my page to shit talk Caldwell and then I was like, "Are you shit talking to me, or are you shit talking to Caldwell?" And he said, "I don't give a fuck about you." I was like, "Well, clearly you do because you're on my page, talking." So it's just like I'm just looking at this guy like become like more and more stupid. And then like, yeah, it's just like then he just like didn't want to talk anymore. He said, "Nope, like, no, no I've started this and now like I have to like run away like a little kid." So it's like Rich is always like, "Why do you engage in this negativity?" I was like, "Well, I'm basically like Highlander, like when I defeat." An internet troll and they have to move on and I destroy them, I gain strength from that.
1: Yeah, there can only be one. Correct. Um, so you did you dropped a beauty of a meme yesterday to Simon Keene. Did you get a response?
0: Yeah, it was weird. His response was like he kinda like stole my response. Like he then he wished happy Valentine's Day to his last opponent. Which I thought was weird. Cause it's like, why kick the guy while he's down? It's like you already beat him. Like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's kind of a dick thing to do. Like, I'll say this: like, I have no problem. Like, I'm not friends with you until we fight, but then we can be cool. And it's like, like I don't even like posting like stuff from like my old fights. Like sometimes like I'll post shit like from Martel and stuff, and I'm just like, fuck. Like I don't like doing, it but I kind of have to like promote myself because, you know, for the most part, like, I don't hate anyone. But now I hate teams, and that's been going on for quite some time. And so. You know, after I beat his ass, then, you know, then I don't know if he wants to, like, wish me a Valentine's Day. I guess, like, I'll accept it. I don't know. Well, we, wish, weird, though.
1: we wish Simon Keene a very happy Valentine's Day because it's probably going to be the last happy one he has.
0: Yeah, well, I sent him some flowers. I saw this morning he's flying to the Bahamas or Cuba or something, so. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, like, on a plane. I guess he's going on vacation. I guess he feels like he earned it.
1: Simon, I think you should be in the gym. You should be worried.
0: Well, it's, here's the thing, man. Like I ain't taking no time off. I'm coming. Like everybody's like, "Oh, you're running." I was like, "I ain't running, man. I'm running right towards you, bro." It's just too stupid to see it.
1: Well, a lot of these people on on the on the internet, they don't quite understand what it takes to build up a, like a fight to the magnitude where everybody's gonna get paid properly.
0: Well, and it's, it's not even just about the money, too. Like, it's, it's about exposure. It's, like, if you, want, if you want serious guys to fight, like, one, but yeah, the pay has to be good. Because it's not, like, you know, like, I, I'm very lucky that I have private people coming along. Like, somebody just gave me a new pair of winning gloves. Nice. And it's, like, you know, so I can, like, train, like, a professional. Because it's, like, you know, if you're only making a couple grand a fight, like, and you're only fighting every eight weeks, and you got to supplement that. Like it's expensive for me to do my camps. Like, it really is. Like, I spend sometimes 300 bucks a week on gas. Yeah. and ferry rides, and, like, you know, like, that's that's quite a bit of money. That's 1200 bucks. That's a fucking mortgage payment just on gas yeah. and travel every month, right? And it's like, you know, people, people think that, like, you know, we're getting paid tens of millions of dollars. It's like, well, we're not. It's like, yeah, I'm going to hype a fight, and, yeah, I'm going to bring it because it's, like, number one, it's like we deserve the respect to, like, get some attention because I know, okay, so you have an Olympic athlete. You have a legit Olympic athlete with 70-something amateur fights, represented our country. You know, you have a a legit first overall CFL draft pick, and we're both 6'5", 6'6". I think he's close to the 6'6". 250 pounds, in good shape. And it's like we both have similar uh, records. He's undefeated. I have one loss that I have been. And it's like, like, why are these slapdicks all around the world getting all this attention and all this? Yeah, and they're not even, like, real fighters. You know what I mean? Like, they're not even that good. You have idiots like Big Baby and all these clowns, like, going around thinking they're friggin' Mayweather. And it's like, man, like, what the fuck about you, dude? Like, we're doing it up here, too.
1: Well, nobody pays attention to Canada all that much for some reason.
0: <laughs> well, they're starting to.
1: <laughs> Damn right they are.
0: Yeah. Well, because we got people who are, like, willing to work for it. you. You you doing your podcast. You know, people are coming up to train with us, you know, like you had Aaron on and like, you had like a lot of like legit people on. So people like now are paying attention to what's going on up here, and it's how it should be. Right. Get more people involved and like get some pride in your country. Right?
1: 100%. You're amped up today.
0: Yeah. I got like that. I like it. it. Depends where I'm at. Like as far as like, like a lot of times you talk to me it's like I've already had like a long day and I'm, I'm still sometimes fired up. But it's like right now it's the morning time. I'm fired up. I got, I got fights on the horizon. You know, like contracts to be signed today. We won't be releasing nothing. But contracts are signed today. I got three fights lined up. Boom, 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 boom. Ready to go. I'm staying active. And that's going to be that.
1: Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. I like doing it in the morning with you better. That sounded weird.
0: Like, I was like, what are you Yeah, I do sound rich. You know, I, that's a typical response, a daily response that I get, you know? So. <laughs> I like yeah. recording
1: the podcast in the morning better.
0: Yeah, I was sitting in the Portuguese bakery this morning fucking having a coffee, and I heard that from across the table. the lie.
1: You were at the Portuguese what bakery. Else? Nice.
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'm at fucking... Let's fucking get fired up, dude. Who cares? You know, like i out I just trained Bailey there, she's crazy. Yeah. She's intense and uh I only got a couple more clients today and then I gotta go do my thing, go hit the bag or something, And I to go down and visit the Pookie's to there.
1: you're going down to Pookies.
0: Yeah, I might go check out hit the bag a little bit. I've been up the ridges twice, but you know, it's Valentine's Day, he's got a wife, so yeah. it's Valentine's Day while well, I ran ten K, fuck, it's garbage. But, uh, you know, you got to do it, right?
1: So is it bad of me that I went to the gym on Valentine's
0: Day twice? Fuck no, man. I was running laps, dude. Everyone's like sitting there holding hands, walking their dog and shit, and I'm fucking throwing okay. snog rocks their way. That's for sure.
1: My wife didn't give me shit. I just didn't know if, if it was wrong.
0: Well, your wife understands life.
1: Yes. I think I think so, at least. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get a pick for the fight tonight. Bruno or the other guy? I don't know his name.
0: Well, I have a secret alliance with Bruno, so I'm cheering for Bruno, because I think if he loses, you know, he'll disappear off the face of the earth, and so I want to keep him around so I can make fun of him. Okay, so Luke Spicer... Yeah, I, I hope he wins for I that reason. It's for a selfish reason. Really, I don't care whether he wins or loses, but it's like, you know, I don't want him to, like, fucking turn into Tonya Harding or something. Yeah, that would suck. Uh, Luke yeah. Spicer
1: did drop a meme of us on a toboggan with, uh, with Bruno...
0: Yeah, it looks like there's an idiot.
1: And, but Bruno would like to get that picture actually done for real.
0: Well I thought I thought it was real. <laughs> I was like, man, that would have been a hell of a fucking weekend. I don't even remember doing that.
1: <laughs> uh, Bruno would like to reenact that photo with us, which is a little weird, yeah. but that's fine.
0: Yeah, he asked me to go like to him to Aspen on you know, on his moped and I was like, No, that's good. Bruno's he's weird idiot. Like, yeah, he's weird, man. I kind of funny chocolate and shit all over my bed. The
1: so, uh, I I did I did drop a uh, a music video of Simon Keene and Bruno training together.
0: Yeah, I can't put it into my screen though, but like, I wanted to put it on my story and it's like it's not happening.
1: Oh, it won't shrink down. Damn it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so a couple of those pictures wouldn't shrink down. I really like them. Like I I, I can't put them in a slide but I have to feature it. <laughs>
1: Oh, it would actually have I can't to be on my. Feed.
0: Yeah, I can't put it on my story or I can't uh, put it with another photo because I wanted to put like a bunch of them together.
1: Uh, I did receive a threatening DM from Simon.
0: Oh, really? What did he say?
1: He basically said, uh, he called me a slut again and then when he sees me, I'm dead.
0: Yeah, well, he's never killed anyone, so I wouldn't take that too seriously.
1: No, so what? What? what we've actually done is we've enlisted <laughs> security if this if this fight and Quebec does happen.
0: Yeah, I know I've already arranged. Yeah, we have a couple options. I've already arranged all that. Depends how serious we want to get. I have a high-level security. I have moderate. Yeah. And then I have uh, low security. We'll see how he acts. Because my low security is pretty serious.
1: Well, I've actually enlisted the services of Brad Switzer for comedic reasons.
0: Yeah. He might even put you on a no-fly list.
1: That'd be hilarious. Dude, Simon, I'll find a way to get there.
0: Oh, yeah, we already know that.
1: But, uh, yeah, Brad Switzer's seven feet tall, 300 pounds. He will be there. Perfect. And, uh,
0: Brad's effective.
1: Brad is effective, but if shit gets serious, Luke and I will deal with it. It's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. We yeah. Will you, do you bring Aaron up. Jesus. What, what are you doing, doing right now? Me? I don't know. I'm just fucking rummaging around in my room, fucking cleaning and shit, and doing all the stupid stuff i got to do in between everything else that I do. I did laundry. While I've been on this phone call, I've done two loads of laundry, folded all my clothes, cleaned up my room, taken out the trash, started to prepare breakfast, and yeah.
1: This is the most productive 10 minutes of the Boogeyman ever.
0: Well, I'm always doing shit. I'm, like, driving. Like, I can't sit still, right? Like, I need to be medicated most days.
1: So I'm guessing you have the headset on.
0: The headset's always on, man. I'm fucking damn near, like, yeah. Fucking... Retain focus. You know what? And the block out I'm, of the outside world. If I see a squirrel or something, or like a bike, or a fucking family of raccoons, I'm gone.
1: You know what I might get you for Christmas this year? What's that? So, have you seen those little Google speaker things where you talk to them and it does shit for you?
0: Yeah, I don't trust those fuckers, man. <laughs> Think they spy on like you? Goose are always listening. Like, I'll be talking about like Panama or something. All of a sudden, I like Google search, I'll put it in a P. It'll be like Panama. I'm like, you sneaky fucking rat. <laughs>
1: I was just gonna get it for you so you could talk on the phone while you're running around the house.
0: Yeah, see then I would have to get like the disabler, like the CIA disabler, like you plug it into your wall so like you can't like no, nothing can be transmitted. I'd have to locate one of those, have that plugged in at all times when I'm not talking to a stupid machine, so like really, you know, there's no point. So what you're saying is bad. I don't, gift. Trust, this part. Bad I don't trust Google, I don't trust Siri, I don't trust any of those motherfuckers. they are all liars.
1: So do you use Siri on your phone? Do you turn it on?
0: Fuck no. I never have. Cause I, I-, I don't talk and text like the amount of like incriminating conversations I have in a day for like all sorts of fucking spectrums, like like all over the spectrum. Like I'm getting in trouble in at least a hundred conversations a day. Like there's no fucking way. Like I'm already monitored enough. Like everything's already logged. Like I don't know how many like nudies there are of me out there. Like thousands. I send them to myself mostly. <laughs> But, like you know, I want to like make sure I look there when I get out of the shower, and I'm like, "Wow, that's in serious fucking hands now, cool,
1: so I'll tell you a story i I bought a new TV about a year ago, and it was yeah. a smart TV, and I watched oh yeah, this. Those guys are
0: good.
1: yeah, I watched this thing on on uh I think it was on Netflix that it tells you your your smart TV records everything that you're saying and saves it. so I immediately yeah. packed that fucking thing up and took it back to the store and bought a regular TV.
0: Yeah, no, it's fucked up, man. I don't need that shit in my life.
1: The other thing I had was one of those PlayStation Move things. Yeah. And I got up one night late at night to go get some water, and, like, the PlayStation was off, but the Move thing was following me around the house. Like, Oh, yeah. So I got rid of that immediately, too.
0: Yeah, no, it's weird. I don't even own a TV or nothing. You don't have a TV? I don't have a TV or computer or nothing. I already broke the iPad. You remember the situation.
1: How do you watch fights now? On your phone?
0: On my phone. Jesus. Yeah, 90% of my day is spent on my phone.
1: No TV. You don't have a laptop?
0: No. No, I don't have a laptop.
1: I feel like you'd break it, though.
0: I had one, but then the person gave me to the world.
1: Oh, that's not very nice. That's called it Indian gift.
0: Yeah, sometimes I get two stops, sometimes I get it taken away. But that was okay. I was just boring it anyway. It fine. fun.
1: Oh, well.
0: It was effective for a while.
1: Hey, if you can get all your business done on your phone, good for you.
0: Yeah. Like, just it's, it's an effective tool. I pay like 300 bucks a month for a fucking phone bill, though, because I use 20 gigs of data every month. Like, yeah, it's fucking stupid.
1: Just for me to do the podcast, I have two computers, fucking goddamn iPad, cell phones. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, you're a technological guy.
1: Not really. I just go on YouTube, and it teaches me how to do things. Right on. My God, it I is fix, an
0: effective tool.
1: I'll fix my house
0: from YouTube. Okay. Nice. Good. Good for you.
1: So, what do you got rest the rest of the day? What's the plan?
0: Uh, I gotta go do some medical shit for the mm-hmm. fight, and then I gotta go. I got a few more people to train. They're they're doing an awards dinner for that. I gotta get a haircut. Oh yeah. They're, they're doing awards dinner thing for uh, the fight for the cause. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, going on the sauna and steamer, maybe. You know, my abs and my neck and all that shit. One, yeah, thing, we, it.
1: one thing we didn't talk about was the, uh, the NBA award for fighter of the year.
0: Yeah, those guys, the Dorian brothers there, they got me a uh, pretty cool award, man. I was impressed that, you know, people are starting to respect what we're doing a little bit more, you know?
1: That's fantastic. I really enjoy that you won that award. I deserve it.
0: Yeah, nice guys. I'm pretty pumped about it. It's cool, you know?
1: Uh, speaking about awards, the Spice Life Podcast Awards will be going out this Friday. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you will receive Very that cool. in the mail.
0: So right on. Thank you.
1: And then you'll be able to put that up on wherever you want to put it in a box or in the garbage. doesn't matter.
0: Well, I'll put it with the Boogie Childs stuff. Oh, probably. the shrine. Yeah, yeah, I got the shrine. So
1: have you seen the Boogie Child boxing?
0: You have. Yeah, I seen a video the other day. She was lighting it up. She good. Get...
1: She's not bad for seven years old.
0: Yeah, I like it, man. Keep harnessing that shit. You know, she'll fucking make some of herself. I like it. Uh,
1: I I like teaching her the stuff because it it teaches her a little bit of discipline, right?
0: Well, yeah, and you gotta keep groups away. 100%. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Crucial.
1: None of that. None of that. Exactly. But uh, we'll get you out of here for the day, because this was an extra long episode of 10 Minutes with the Boogeyman, because you skipped last (laughs) week You were busy.
0: (laughs) Right on, brother. I will talk to you very soon. All
1: right, guys, that's 10 Minutes with the Boogeyman.
4: guys, it's the Super
1: Mario Dario hour, obviously with Dario, he's back, his brother fought last night, it was a shit show.
4: Unbelievable, thank God you guys are giving me my outlet, I needed my hour. Uh, so, a lot of things to talk about, we'll be discussing uh, the fight from last night, unfortunately how it went, and uh, future schedules of... You know, and then we got to talk about the guy we called out as well. But, man, it should be fun. Let's see. And, by the way, let's start this off with fuck Jesse Thompson.
1: He's he's not a big fan of yours right now.
4: No, he's not. He actually says that he likes the way Bruno fights over me. Listen, man, if he likes all that brawling, messy shit, fuck him. Whatever. I do everything clean. But uh, whatever. You guys have to deal with him if he's the secret guest. Who's the secret guest, by the way? Can we talk about that?
1: Can't let it out.
4: Secret. It's a secret. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I can deal with that. So uh, we're starting the show without Luke. How's that going to go? How's that going to happen?
2: We're just doing it, man. Listen, you fuckers, I'm here. (laughs) Show's already going, you piece of shit. You're fucking three minutes late. I was here. I was listening to. I was listening to you fucking assholes badmouth me. I didn't have the video on. I I found a way I could join the call, and I joined it instead of saying anything. And then I listened, and I was like... (laughs) You sons for, of bitches. And for
4: people just tuning in, I literally just said, fuck Luke for treating us this way. I literally just shit-talked him while we were off air. And he's over here snoozing and un- unbelievable. <laughs> I want to say I feel bad, but honestly, I got to give credit to Luke, man. Holy shit. God <sighs> okay. ah, damn it.
2: First it thing- didn't ring, though, this time, Tanner. Didn't do it again, but I found Luke, that I you could gotta you got to shut up. You got to shut up. We're recording. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah, the show's yeah, already gone. We don't man. fucking care. Yeah, dude, All come right. on! You're already a minute late. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, we were already into an in-depth conversation. Uh, we were going to start with talking about that fucking shit can, Steve Bossy.
4: Yeah, unbelievable. Listen, man. So he's part of the promotion. They're probably going to try and do something big. I have, but he sold out. I don't think I've ever seen the casino sold out. But he sold out with a bunch of like weird biker people, Québécois type type weirdos wearing lumberjack shit. I don't know what was going on, but they sold it out. And then we had another MMA debuter named Jan something. I forget his name. Who's a local. He also halfway sold the place out as well. I have no idea where these fucking guys are coming from. At the end of the day, these are novelty fights. I don't. Get, it doesn't fucking matter, honestly. They're like 37 doing whatever they're trying to do. That's right.
2: Well, uh, what is all the noise? And where are you?
4: Oh, are you guys here? No, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was doing... Uh, I'm actually probably going to go to the other office as well because everybody's uh, – we're celebrating Bruno's uh, win.
3: Fuck, so oh, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes.
4: Yes. Yes. Screw these guys over here. Guys, I'm going to grab this office over here. I got got the guy- Jesus Christ. Sorry, we're on air. <laughs> I hurt somebody. <laughs> but anyways, so listen. Uh, so the noise that's going on as of right now is that um, the guy we called out, Raymond Aguinaga – my manager made an attempt to him to uh, kind of get him to have a fight with us and everything. What happened was he got picked up after he beat Shaquille Finn, meaning he got signed. Fuck. He got signed, so he's going to be protected from now on. So that – well, protected. I mean, he's just going to be monitored closely. After he beat the local home kid, he got picked up by Samson, uh, some guy from New York. So that fight's probably not going to happen. So we got screwed. But uh, Whatever. That's that's not the thing we're here to talk about from one last night. What we're here to talk about is uh, how Bruno managed to steal a win. Luke, yeah, like how I did want to give? How,
2: how did he Go cheat ahead. that that easily? It's like it it just appeared that he like he obviously paid that guy to take a dive because that guy to, was did not look very need, good.
4: We need to start the uh, hydration. We need to do a hydration thing. Bruno looked really really fucking big last night. I know he was a fat boy was it when he was in Florida, but Jesus Christ, what the hell happened? I don't know, man, but he was looking sharp. He was feeling strong and honestly not a worry in his head. And uh, honestly, when the fight happened, I wasn't too nervous about it. Obviously, you guys know I wasn't too nervous about it because I win either way. What happens? He either makes the family look good or he goes down and he makes me specifically look great. (laughs) But uh, no, he goes ahead, does his thing. And, uh, you know, it, it was a good start. I honestly thought, I I predicted about a week ago that he was going to finish this guy in two rounds. I know we all was hoping it was going to be canvas time, but uh, I predicted a second round KO. I thought in the first he almost had it, but he took it slow. It's okay, whatever, fuck him. I'm not even going to praise him for it.
2: Well, following, following you both, because we kind of have to follow him on, on social media just so we can keep up with this bullshit. But, like, you seem to be somebody that really can influence, you know, the universe and stuff like that. So probably you putting it out there, you helped him win maybe. Like,
4: I guess we did something to where hey, I guess everyone's like, are you superstitious? Is that way you're hoping he gets knocked out. I said, no, this is an actual true yeah. feeling from the heart. I actually want to see him get floored. This is not a superstition at all. No, no, no way. No, no way.
2: It's it's a competition for who, who gets that, that um, you know, one first. And it definitely ain't happening with you.
4: Listen, we're at that point in our career where people are comparing me and Bruno, whether it's skill-wise or heart-wise or whatever it is. Bruno, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Bruno's got heart. Bruno can fight. He fought his last fight with a broken hand. And then, like I said, I put on Facebook, he fought in uh, the fight before. He was about half paralyzed. I had to walk him down the gym sometimes after workouts because he could not walk on his own like he had some pretty shitty moments in 2017 he was still managed to win and beat these guys but not look as good as what he's done so people are giving him the benefit of the doubt so there's always going to be comparisons
2: but you also got like we got manny montreal saying that your brother's the better boxer and you're the better fighter but what i don't understand is when i hear fighter I think of a smashed in face and a brawler no. and whatever else but Manny, if he's such a good boxer why does his face look like it's been like a bag of smashed assholes like every time he's oh like his nose is busted up like he's just it looks like he's been run through a meat grinder
4: Manny needs to reword himself clearly he he called originally yeah he called Bruno the better boxer uh, he should have called Bruno the better fighter, like I said on my post. Bruno is a good fighter, and he's an inside. Well, he can do inside, outside, but he likes to slug. And me, I take my time, I pick you apart, and I hardly lose a round when I fight. And I come out no black and blue. Bruno's fight lasted, I'll, I'll say, what, four and a half minutes, if uh-huh. even. He's still a little, he's still got a little marked up, all this stuff. Because maybe not even from the guy, maybe from himself, because that's how he does. He drives his head through the guy's body, and that's how it is. But he still looked marked up. But Bruno's a good fighter. He's got a lot of heart. But there's no way he does the pretty shit I can do. And uh, that's just how I want to fight. I want to embarrass the guy, and Bruno wants to kill the guy. So the comparison's are already happening. But at the end of the day, it does not matter. I am still the prettier brother.
1: Okay, well, here's yeah. a question then. Could they have found a shittier fucking Mexican to fight him?
4: I don't know. I don't know what they could have done. You know what? This guy has fought uh, people like Omar Chavez. Uh, one of uh, Julio Cesar Chavez's son, not Junior, but the brother. So he's fought some guys. He's been he's been good, and it was a comeback fight from Bruno. Bruno hasn't fought since July. Yeah, they probably could have found worse, but they could have done better. We'll see what happens. I don't know, but uh, for sure, we'll see what's going to happen with all that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, Tanner, Tanner and I talked after we talked last time when we know that your fight's March third, and luckily, luckily for me, me is Tanner's going to be up in Edmonton. And I don't have the kids, so we're we're getting together somewhere to watch this fight of yours, because that that's going to be fun.
4: So, as far as the fight news for myself, did you guys? I I, I think you guys are going to be the first to hear about it. Is that uh, my manager saw my face plastered on the posters for March fifteenth? Yes. And uh, so he was asking about what's the deal with that. And they said, well, they needed to fill in a spot, and Dario's good for pictures. Of course I am.
1: He so could, if, you need, if you want
4: to make your posters.
1: Hold on one second, because Luke's a fucking yeah. moron and totally confused Dario with Deshaun Johnson, who's fighting. Oh, I'm sorry. What were we talking
4: about? Oh, oh my bad. I thought, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah fuck, what I'm, the I'm, hell, Luke? You're talking about sorry. me. I haven't I'm, even dropped the news yet. And you're talking about, you know.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. What the
4: hell's going on? Okay, Luke. I'm like your man. brother, we... but I'm a little bit better looking. But I get hit a lot
2: when I fight. <laughs> like I get hit a lot, and I get do. Kicked you look honestly,
4: yeah. Luke, you're not you're honestly uh, you're not a bad looking guy for a fighter. So I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that. Bruno is uh, he's all messed up. Like you he said, he's smashed.
2: I asked Tanner seven times what time we were talking today, and like it's it's kind of tough. You know, this is why the podcast is tough, because Luke likes to talk about himself
1: and bullshit that he thinks he knows. He doesn't really actually direct anything towards the guests. Dario, what is your fight news?
4: Okay, so the fight news is, like I said, my manager was asking questions. He says, why is Dario on the poster? What's he doing? March 15th, is he on the fight? So they say, oh, we needed something. But my manager goes, makes a business deal in about 15 minutes. Uh, This is not official. It's going to be official on Monday, but you guys are getting the first – rumor about it is that uh my manager says well listen they want to do dario on the uh, adonna stevenson badu jack car may 19th why not get him instead of a he wants to do 10 rounds on may get him like a, a six or an eight rounder for him to stay you know get the rust out because i haven't fought since september get me in a show in march and then i can stay here until uh may and then we can do that so it looks like march i'm gonna have my uh, fucking ring return thank god because every time people are asking you know bruno just fought and Bruno had a fight schedule. They said, when are you fighting? When are you fighting? I don't know how to answer the question. Stop asking me because every time I hear the question, I want to fucking kill myself. I don't know when I'm fighting, but now it looks like I do have an answer finally. So thank God for that. Good. Good. Yeah.
1: I like that. Yeah.
4: Good. We'll see. And then we'll see. Then you'll see how I fucking uh, – we'll, then we'll make comparisons now when uh, Bruno's come back and then finally my uh, shaking off the rust. We'll see who does it better.
1: Well, Luke is actively looking for a fight, and now I'm actively looking for a fight.
4: Can we uh, talk about? Let, let Can we? Can is Jose? Can Jose be in the mix in all this, or uh, are we still looking for that ass- asshole Mexican? From, Bossy, uh, out bossy's, west? bossy's in the mix. Jesus Christ, man! Honestly, like I said, uh, I'm good. I'm good friends with the promotion, but uh, they do a lot of novelty fights, and I get it; it sells tickets. But holy shit. And you know what? Did you guys watch the fight?
1: Oh, it's terrible.
4: That boy was getting clipped. Bose was getting clipped or whatever his name is. Uh, And that guy, that Mexican was 0-5. Obviously, it was a debut. He couldn't afford to lose because they want to do something big. They want to do like a local showdown between Bose and maybe some other Frenchman. I don't know what's going on, but I guess people like it. That's what it was.
1: Okay, well, bring in the fucking guy from Saskatchewan, and I'll knock your little bossy out and... We'll go on about business. We can go find that fucking Mexican.
4: So, uh, real quick, we haven't talked about it yet. Do we have any rumors about Braidwood? Uh, oh,
1: you didn't actions. see the news? I, uh,
4: you know what? I vaguely because it's been a hectic past couple days. I have not been uh, keeping in uh, up to date about what's going on. But I hear Braidwood's something's happening. What's going on?
1: Adam Braidwood will be on a plane next Wednesday to Quebec for a press uh, conference. Are you kidding me? And he will be fighting in Quebec in March.
4: Is it by any chance going to be the Rixa promotion show on March 24th or 28th? Is it something like that?
1: Be the Eye of the Tiger, whatever it is.
4: Oh, it's Eye of the Tiger. It's not Rixa. Okay. Okay.
1: I think not unless they're going to farm him out to Rixa, which would be dope.
4: Okay, well, since it's already on the podcast and we can talk about it, I got the text from Braidwood, not yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday morning or the Wednesday morning. He says, don't tell anybody. It's a secret, but I'll be in Quebec next Wednesday. Bruno is a dead man.
1: Yes. And that was
4: how we left it (laughs) off. That was pretty much the text. And I will post the screenshots now that, uh, you know, uh, it's been – Announced that uh, on the podcast that Braidwood is coming next Wednesday on a... Unbelievable. So do we have an idea where the press conference is going to be? Because I sure as hell, my ignorant ass is going to be there. Okay. If it's open for the public. Here's the thing.
1: Braidwood is coming without a handler. Oh, no. His handler is me.
4: Tanner, didn't we talk about this? You take my spot. We did talk about this. You have to, oh. Yeah, you're you're. That's not a good decision. <laughs> no, holy shit, Tanner. We talked about this off air. That Bradwood needs somebody constantly. We need to keep. He's gonna start. He's yeah. gonna start straying away from what's important, man. I'm leaving Especially you over in charge. Here in Holy shit! I cannot wait. you think I should bring Bruno, or is that going to rile? Oh yeah, anymore?
1: bring yeah, Bruno. Okay,
4: perfect. Yeah, before I'm going to open up Bruno's schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I do
1: know that Adam Bravewood will be bringing something special with him.
4: I'm not going to no. disclose
1: it on the podcast.
4: Oh my god! I'm not even going to ask him, but because I want to be just as surprised as everyone else.
2: Wait, wait, wait! You gotta, you gotta, because you're his handler. You gotta get adam down to the gym and let him hit your brother for the belly pad challenge (gasps) then your
4: brother will get floored he'll get canvassed for sure oh my god do it luke thank god we have you on today honestly thinking of something that is genius and then he can finally meet jesse thompson as well we can see if that'll be an alliance sometime holy crap he should probably
2: do it to jesse too just for shits and giggles you guys want to hear a funny story
4: about jesse Oh God! Yeah, let's 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 bring him up. So
1: Jesse texted me this morning because he was messaging Luke last night to come on the podcast, right? And then I get a message this morning. He goes, "Oh fuck! I was messaging the wrong person. Who the fuck is Luke Spicer?" <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me?
0: No,
1: I've got the messages. I will send oh, them to you. Who says, "Who what the fuck is Luke Jesse Spicer?" Is.
4: Mm-hmm. oh my well. god man so I, I gotta ask guys how many guests you have it on today well you but not jesse Bradewood. adam adam, adam for 10 minutes
1: and i might have a secret personal i'll on the end
4: man you're keeping me in suspense if he does whether he does or doesn't i want to know who was the planned secret person because i am <laughs> freaking out right now why I, I don't know because Tanner, anything if it's a if it's a secret that you're keeping, I do want in on it, you know? It's it's definitely something special.
2: Well obviously we I'm you gonna have to fill know in if he's got a secret because because it could be something to blindside somebody. It's probably somebody talking shit about me again. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, no spoilers. Never mind. Luke might be out to something and he might have caught on. No I'll, no, I don't want to talk about I'll it. I'll
1: call you when the podcast is over and fill you in, Dario. Luke can be left in the dark one hundred percent. He's okay, fine with Okay, Perfect.
2: Fuck but off, Luke's just write gonna... on a piece of paper and hold it up to your screen. I won't say anything. Yeah, you <sighs> will, you
1: yeah, fucking right. liar. Right, Luke, you look like you a shitty already... version of Uncle Fester. You fuck put a light bulb in your mouth and shut up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Luke, you were already eavesdropping in a conversation you technically were not supposed to be in, so
2: te- why did I have a why do I have a join this call button to push?
4: Because technically <laughs> it's your show at the end of the day, but still Because
2: I sent it to you? <laughs>
4: Yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> mm. Unbelievable. So, almost... what did you
2: guys, what did you guys do after the, uh, uh, after Bruno finished cheating and showering?
4: Okay, <laughs> so we got, so he didn't want to stick around too long. I personally wanted to see the Bose fight. I just wanted to see the, uh, what the hell what the hype was about. I should have left like everyone else. Did you guys catch the fight after Bruno? By the yes. way, before we uh, get I was further, pissed
2: off. I, I threw the phone away.
4: Wh- okay, Luke, I don't blame you. But what a slugfest. Unbelievable. I I know that guy personally, and his nose got shattered in the first round. And what a fucking fight that was. My God. Michael Zewski versus, I forget the guy, the gentleman's name from Mexico, but his head coach was Rogo, Rigoberto Alvarez, Canelo Alvarez's older brother. Real nice guy. Man, they came over there and put on a show.
1: That was a I'm over fight. Here,
4: it was a really good – you know, I really thought – just because Bruno was the first knockout of the night, I really thought they were going to give, like, you know, maybe credentials of Bruno having fight of the night, even though he was, like, short, but no way. That whitewashed every performance I've seen in the past couple weeks uh, here locally. My God, what a fight. These guys came and they slugged it out, and I guess the right guy won. Um,
1: I thought but, the yeah, Mexican was sitting, won.
4: I'm being nice. I thought if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the, if it wasn't for the drop, the, the, the round that the guy was on his way to winning, it probably would have, he probably would have won it. I think even with the knockdown, uh, I could give it a draw. Yeah. That's where I stand on it. It was, uh, but those guys fought their higher up, but you know what? The Mexicans were complaining on the decision I would have personally, but it was a hell of a fight. So yeah, those guys came over here. They were, and I was actually sitting right next to, uh, Zuski's family and oh my god, I I, just, I I smelled iron blood and tears because the ring honestly, <laughs> I was ringside. You could smell the blood. Like that's how much it was around. But anyways, to answer Luke's question, what the hell did you ask me, Luke?
2: What did you guys do?
4: Oh, after. What did we do after man? So we went to you know me, I hate Bruno's girlfriend as much as I hate Bruno. So they came up with this grand idea. Oh, let's go get a couple people together and let's go out and all that stuff on a fucking Thursday. And uh, we went out. And what a fucking disaster. And, of course, Bruno, he's the most boring kid ever. He finally gets his win, his comeback in the ring. And he's over there getting down like fucking Michael Jackson with his fucking girlfriend. And, oh, my God, I'm I'm having secondhand embarrassment. But at the same time, I'm happy for him because he's not being boring and bland anymore. But we didn't stay – man, with the French clubs, man, I, I try not to go there. Honestly, I, I really get a bad vibe. I get a bad vibe. Uh, I got to go somewhere like in the Toronto or something out west or something. I don't know. what. Bad music taste. It was like tropical night last night, okay? I left Florida for a fucking reason. I'm not going to hear uh, red wine uh, for about two hours straight, bass boosted, okay? Give me a fucking break. Jesus Christ.
1: So – well. Uh, how far was Bruno's nose shoved up his girlfriend's ass after he won that fight?
4: I couldn't believe it. And the thing is, in a club, they wanted privacy in a club. That's what they asked me and this other girl that I was with. Oh, we're going to go sit somewhere quietly. In a, there is no quiet. In, in the clubs that we went to, there's no fucking quiet spot. But they still wanted privacy because they had be each other's asshole to smell. That's what was going on. They had to dog each other. That's exactly what was happening. So unbelievable. They can't. It, it was ridiculous. So... I'll well, probably I'd... get. Luke, can you it'll stop interrupting people? For you,
1: fuck's sake! What? So it's fucking not, it's rude! The same thing. You're always fucking talking over people. You fucking moron! Why don't you wait till he's done speaking and then open your fat fucking mouth?
2: <laughs> I'm
4: done, Luke. Please proceed.
2: <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay, bye. No, Luke. We no, need you. Yeah, okay, bye. Yeah. Uh, the longer you're on the show, it's going to be even harder for you in in Quebec, probably because. You know, with all the Braidwood support and everything else. They Listen, seem to hate us out there. So. With every
4: show and I know, I know you guys, and the thing is with Manny, Manny has an extensive Manny's a good guy, but Manny has he's always listening. He's always around. He's always got cameras everywhere. Manny is that dude, you know? So I think I'm burning my bridges slowly but surely, here in my in, in the province of Quebec with every every time I make an appearance on the Spice of Life podcast. I'm always shitting on something French, yeah, and that's just the god honest truth. But you know, what? it has to be addressed because there's good people all around this country. But these people are just fucking special, and I just have to talk about it sometimes, you know. So listen, man. I know I'm supposed to, you know, I have a Quebecois base management and all that stuff. Fuck Simon Keane and uh, <laughs> all that. I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to be. I'm not going to be civil anymore, man. That's what's going but, on. So,
2: but have you noticed too that the, the Quebec? The Quebec fans that are pro, pro team, team Braidwood, pro team Spice of Life, that yeah. uh, that they speak well in both languages. Where the Simon Keane supporters, they can't, they can only speak French. They don't know how to, you know, speak English. I, so it's, it's listen, quite embarrassing for them.
4: I don't, I don't want to make a bold statement or anything like that. But I, from what I heard, people like those guys, the ones that don't speak English, they don't like English speakers. So I remember I was getting warnings like, "Hey, careful." They don't like, you know, some areas of Quebec, they don't like people speaking English. I've never had a fucking problem, but I would certainly like to deal with it if anybody ever had a fucking problem with me speaking English. But, yeah, I've noticed that. These guys can barely utter the word slut when they're bashing Tanner online. I think they have to spell check it every fucking time. I don't get that. I think those are like the northern, like Trois-Rivières and like Quebec City type of… Quebecers, I don't know what's going on, but I think they're really hateful towards you guys. No.
2: Does friends. Bruno does Bruno speak French?
4: Bruno don't speak French. His so when you find one of those, go ahead. Just, so
2: when you find one of those really bad neighborhoods, you should just send him there.
4: Okay. Do we have bad neighborhoods in Quebec? Honestly, guys.
2: I don't know. Do You we? live there, not me.
4: Okay. Well, I they, they they got a couple guys. I'm not gonna name them in, in you know, to be specific. But I'm hearing that oh, a lot of these fighters they got to get out of the ghetto you know to be you know more concentrated on their fighting and all that stuff. I'm telling you man, I've been in corners of Montreal. I've seen no fucking ghettos. I uh, listen man, I'm from fucking Northside <laughs> Chicago. I've seen some fucking ghettos. I, everybody wants to fucking play this this and listen man, you guys are like lumberjacks on your size. You guys are the real fucking deal. you know I've heard some shit about you guys over there, not you specifically Tanner, you're a swell person. And I don't know why you're not allowed to come at Disney anymore. But the point is, <laughs> no, that's bullshit, dude. Honestly, they should just let you be. But I don't know about these ghettos. Everybody wants to be hard and all that stuff, but they can barely they can barely utter anything uh, English. So I'm not even going to get into that.
1: Okay. I want to talk about this young lady that you were with last night. Who was she?
4: Okay. She probably is too stupid to listen to this podcast. <sighs> listen, man. I made a mistake. I don't want to get too into it. I <laughs> Are you gonna cry right now? <laughs> I might have hooked up with some fu- No, I'm not gonna cry. I might have gotten myself involved with a French girl over here. A little bit too much. A little bit too intimate. Is that your and, uh, I, I, I No, 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 no. But I can't. I can't shake this motherfucker.
1: Did you? Did and you I'm, do the old
4: last time? I did the old. Oh, by. My... <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. No, not last night. Not last night. Not last. This is like a month-old situation. But ever since, thank God I was in Florida to refuge because holy shit. Every time I'm back in the city, man, I can't shake it. I can't shake this person. And I hope people listening aren't going to put two and two together. But I, I've had a problem. That's the another reason why I didn't want to go out anymore. But uh, that's the girl I was I don't. – let's not talk about her. Honestly, she just – I don't mean to bash any – I don't like to be that guy to bash like women on stuff, but this this girl needs to be independent. I think she's like 28, 29 years old, can speak both French and English. She hasn't taught me a lick of French. And that – you know what my manager said? Get yourself a French girlfriend so you can learn French. Well, so far she's done fuck all to help me. So I got to fucking go ahead and take classes. And I'm going to appeal to the French people around here. So fuck all that. It's not working for me.
1: Oh, she fucks for a buck and she likes to suck.
4: It's all good. I guess that <laughs> is what happens. I don't know what is going on. But, yeah, I try to shake her loose, and uh, no way is that going to fucking happen. I'm in trouble. I so need to go back. Public to the
1: service announcement, then.
4: Yeah. If you run Listen, into man, this was... chick, be careful. <sighs> yeah, you have to be careful. She's uh, she's normally looking for me. Yeah, that's uh, what's going on. But she's like, it's just it's just a fucking mess. I don't even like to address it. My brother do not even want to. We're not going to talk about it because she'll find a way. She'll find a way to hear about this, so fuck it.
1: All right, fine. It sounds like there's like a real party going on there.
4: There is a celebration for Bruno's fight. That is what's going on. There's like a, the whole gym is over here and they're outside eating. And uh, fuck them. I've lost my appetite. I can't even eat while Bruno's stuffing his happy face from getting a second round TKO. So but I it seems want to like talk about it.
2: it seems like such a good gym. like why would they celebrate after he cheated? Doesn't make sense. Right?
4: We have a listen, man. We have no fucking scandals over here. Everything is A-OK, you know? Like, everything is going swell. And then they over here applauding Bruno for being a fucking class A dickhead? Like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> what the hell is that, man? I don't know what happened. Maybe he talked to the coach or something like that. But Or the, the uh, you know, Mexican coach. But unbelievable. And you know what? I don't know if you guys read the comments. Some of the, a lot of people were bashing Bruno just because uh, they like the whole thing. They're jumping on the bag- bandwagon of what you, me, and Luke are doing uh when it comes to bruno but when you guys talk to jesse he's gonna express his hate towards me so it really doesn't matter at this point everyone's picking sides and i hate it
1: Well, oh, this is that's what it's all about like, i don't understand how they can celebrate bruno beating up a soup can
4: yeah right fuck them dude they're fucking up but they're, they're 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 applauding they're they're applauding the wrong thing really uh they're gonna give him credit for this broken hand thing. He basically has a bionic hand, so technically he is cheating. If you guys think about it, his whole <laughs> he has a he has a metal plate and six screws that are still <laughs> in his hand that are gonna stay there forever. So I mean, technically, is that a loaded? That's a loaded glove.
2: Yeah. You can't can put a real. roll of quarters in your hand, like, and he practically has that.
4: No, that's that's basically what's going on. He's got loaded gloves, so uh, that's that's fucked up. Yeah. So. I don't know what they're going to do about that. They should probably take it out. But apparently, his hand should never break anymore. So that's unfortunate. He's still got the left one. So we'll see about that.
2: So well, Tanner was telling me so, some good things about, about Jesse at first. And then he was like, I don't know about this guy. And, and we might have to get him on the show, but he's ducking us. And it's, it's really unfortunate for him because it appears that he picked the wrong side to be on with the Spice of Life podcast. And, and uh, unfortunately, he'll have to learn the hard way.
4: I asked Jesse. Are you going to be on the Spice? He says, yeah, apparently I might be on after you. Hopefully not. But I said, like, he's like, uh, but he's like, I'm just going to be myself. I said, for the love of God, Jesse, do not be yourself. It's just going to be like the same situation with Bruno. It will not last the whole five minutes. Okay? He's like, what would you think? Like, go ahead. When you guys get Bruno, if you ever get Bruno on the show, go ahead and ask him, so how would you feel about your fight? Uh, good, I guess. Oh, any injuries? No, I guess I'm okay. Okay, so when's your next fight? I don't know, and that'll be the whole fucking podcast. Are you texting right now, Tanner?
1: Please. No, I just got a picture of my new hat.
4: Which hat is it?
1: So I'll be selling these ones.
4: The bad guy. Yeah. In the saloon, in the saloon content. I love it.
1: How dope is that?
4: Luke, what about you? What about me? I'm not a hat guy. Hats coming your way.
2: I'm not a hat no? guy. That's it's really unfortunate. No, Tanner's helping me with some shirts, but I'm not. A, I'm not a hat guy. I, I never have been. I wore one once, and I looked pretty stupid.
4: I I don't know if you tuned into the last podcast, but I think I did say on air that I did not know Tanner was bald at all. Like at all. I I did not know he was Luke Spicer. Unbelievable. I would have never, ever, ever guessed it.
1: How fucking mean does ever. that look, though?
4: It looks fucking mean, and it looks clean as well. You look clean and mean. That is a, honestly, Luke. Why aren't you on that level? Look at that. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I can see my reflection off. This guy is this guy is beautiful up top there. What is up listen, to you? man?
2: You're your brother is trying to it. copy everything about you, other than his fighting style. That's not even right? a fucking so answer to the question. It is. <laughs> He's and why would I? And why would I want to copy Tanner? It would go right to his head. He's already has an ego for days. You know, like, oh, now I've got a shaved head just like him and I'm growing a beard and I just want to be like a smaller, better looking version of Tanner. Like, I'm not going to do
4: that. If anything, he's not going to he's not going to feel overly flattered. He might actually for once feel happy for you. He might actually <laughs> not feel bad for yourself. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this could actually be a positive outcome of all this. And Tanner is just trying to help you with all that. But what if it looks he like finds he out I can find-
2: actually grow a better beard than he can. You can't. Mm,
1: that's quite Have you seen this fucking thing?
2: Holy shit. Luke, that is...
1: Look, like, careful. Yeah. Here's, what, here's, what was, again. here's what's wrong with the statement that you just made. Like, you said a better looking version of me. Like, how much... How full of shit are you? Have you looked in the fucking mirror in the last three years? You look like fucking f-
4: Shit. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Luke, I got to ask, man, since we're on you, who started the whole challenge that I'm seeing you and Braidwood doing and then possibly Braidwood doing with Bruno? Was that oh. your thing? No,
2: uh, no, no. So do you know Do you know uh, John Wayne Parr, like from Australia, I, <laughs> Thai boxer? I, do. I so do. He had posted a video of it, um, doing it in his gym and just cracking pads, being being ridiculous, right? Like just throwing – and it was terrible footwork and just throwing throwing bombs. And so I had tagged some training partners in it up in Edmonton that I was going up to do. So we we did it and tried it. it, it we posted the videos more as a joke, right? We posted some videos as kids, and then um, uh, I, I posted again. And then of course that's when Tanner was was ragging. Up. It was after the Jelena one because I went up to Champs Gym with Jelena and Brad Switzer, and then it kind of was like, okay, now we're now we're doing it. So it's kind of taken a bit of a spin here with uh, with Tanner and and Braidwood. Being hit by kids and hitting kids. And that's why I think (laughs) Braidwood should 100% smash your brother. It'll be so funny. And he doesn't have to fight for a while. So if Braidwood breaks his ribs, it'll be okay. He can heal up, you know?
4: Guys, have any of you guys been in the ring with Braidwood? I have. How hard does he hit?
1: Uh, Sparring, not hard. Like He's a big dude, so it's coming. But he's not
4: trying to
2: kill you. He's not trying to kill you? No.
4: Okay, I respect that. But he does hit hard.
2: Fuck yeah. But he will try to kill your brother with the uh, belly. Do you pads. think he will? Uh, I would. Yes. I
4: honestly, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to the mall sometime this weekend before Braywood uh, makes his grand arrival. And we're going to get him some hats. And we'll get him a Simon Keene hat. And that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to post oh. that. tag I of the Tiger. We're going to get these fucking black hats with white writing. Fuck the hat. I don't care if it gets dirty later. And we'll have Braidwood punching the absolute. And Bruno's not going to be in the middle. This ain't going to be in the. Bruno's going to be on the ropes.
1: Yes. So he's Wearing got nothing the to back up with. Right in the Wearing corner. The
4: Simon Keen hat. Right in the fucking corner. And we're going to let Braidwood get loose.
1: Okay. here i I'm
4: going
1: to make you a deal. Oh God. You're going to go get hats made, right? You're going to have to go to lids. They're going to have to stitch them up. Yep. They're not cheap.
4: Of course. No. 40, uh, no. Forty bucks.
1: Forty bucks is no. not bad. But don't get the white riding. Get silver.
4: You talked about We did talk about this. What's up with you and silver? Is it because you just don't want it dirty? It's
1: super close to white, but the, it doesn't get
2: dirty. It doesn't look like shit.
4: It's going to say Simon Keen on it. Who gives a shit? It can go in the fucking
2: garbage when it's yeah, done. Yeah, it's
4: going to go in the trash after. right? Can man? you
2: get me a Luke Spicer hat just so I can take a shit in
4: it? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> okay, I got to ask. The, 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 the notorious hat yeah is that white in the middle or is that silver
1: that is white but I don't wear it out of the house
4: Jesus Christ alright I guess you mean business then you've wore that out of the house before you wore it up at the
2: KO press conference at Lino's gym when you started calling him burger for the first time I didn't say I've never worn
1: it out of the house I said I don't wear it out of the house oh what'd you fucking listen to clean the shit yeah, out Luke, of your ears yeah look, what the
4: fuck bro fuck man Jesus Christ <laughs> I'm getting you know, serious fact- now fuck this <laughs> What's going on? Oh, oh. What's going on? Uh, by the way, oh. Video's
2: weird we today, go. too.
1: Fucking Uncle Ron's here now.
4: Oh, God. Mm. Here we go. You're this all going to not- get this scolded. Is- all right. So while we're on air, yeah, we're 40 minutes in. What is up? Can we talk about the gummy bears? Luke, I don't know if you heard while you were eavesdropping like a, uh, you know, like a CCCP agent. What is up? Can we talk about the gummy bears that uh, Tanner's decided to bring on the show today?
1: So HempMD very nicely sent me a bag of CBD THC gummy bears.
2: Oh, shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I ate about five of these before I came on.
2: I'll eat another one now. No wonder Are you you're kidding? so much calmer than normal. I kinda like this version. You're a little bit more relaxed.
4: Luke, with with as much as you've been interrupting so far, yes, you can yeah. t- definitely see that Tanner's a little bit more calm right now.
2: They're working. Yeah. Don't take yeah. them lots, Tanner, because you'll just mellow right out. Then you'll be the boring ass librarian. That'll never ever happen like I uh, you know how many <laughs> how much drugs I'd have to take to end up
4: being like you? <laughs> So, how much is in each gummy bear? Is there a specific uh, so dosage or whatever? We're at
1: 200 milligrams of CBD to 100 milligrams of THC.
4: Luke, you hearing this shit, man?
2: Yeah, I don't follow it, though. I don't even know what he's talking about.
4: I don't know what he's talking about either. Can I I don't know if we talked about it the first time. I've never smoked in my life, ever, oh. ever, nothing. Isn't that weird? So, we could get ever. into these. Me- yeah, what is that? What you is remember this? These, what, Luke? What the-
2: yeah, I wanted one of those so bad, but you, you actually you were one. like, no, you wouldn't give me one.
4: Why I, not? I was is confident. it because you just don't want, is it because you just know that's mine, or is it just it's not a good idea if Luke's on any of that?
1: Um, Which one is it? I ate one, and I fell down a fucking hole, and I didn't <laughs> climb out of it until the next day. <laughs> so I would have, have been fucked for like two days. Yeah, I was fucked up so yeah we don't give that oh. to luke that'd be like giving a fucking jack russell terrier a line of cocaine
4: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. so what about the gummy bears can luke have the gummy bears
1: i'll give luke a gummy bear i'll see what happens it'll be funny
4: is this so how does this work man is this is obviously legal you got this out yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i don't know how it, how it is in canada i don't even know if it's i mean it probably is in america too I, it's all funny man every state is different you know uh florida just passed the law too <laughs> So all my pothead buddies are fucking getting hard-ons everywhere they walk around. I don't
1: smoke. Like, I I have a CBD vaporizer. I use gummies, and I have, like, topical creams and stuff like that that I jerk off with.
4: Okay. (laughs) And you put it, you obviously put it in a safe space. Could you imagine if your gummy bear stash is eaten by your children? Could you imagine? And uh, you just come back. Oh, my God. What the fuck is up, Dad? (laughs) The
2: boogie child would kill somebody.
4: Oh, my God. unbelievable man here he goes wow again. the
2: boogie child is extra mean today what's going on she's like really harassing simon keen like like unstoppable and then, yeah, then, Holy then shit, she's man. had these then she's had these uh, gummy bears that would be hilarious i'll tell you Before guys simon's terrified of her simon is terrified i'll tell you guys i should have took a video last night because i was doing
1: pads with her in the living room and she was ripping like not we weren't oh doing God. the heavy bag we were doing hand pads she was so combinations. She's only seven. But she she'll Good knock somebody her, the fuck out. Have you been taking her down the to the
2: gym out. too? Like not not the house gym, but the but the club gym? Not yet. No, she'll beat somebody up. There's a they, time and place. Let,
4: and, go
2: ahead. Well, this is well, I, we were both talking. That was a that was at the same okay, time. Okay, that was
4: no 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 Luke. That's my fucking fault. For once, you're not at fault here. For once. <laughs>
2: You you guys answer for me in, in in um in like youth boxing, do they do do boys and girls box at a competitive level like each other or is it just girls just box girls like at say 7?
1: Uh I've never seen a girl versus a guy at that age, but I would guess it could happen cuz like the way that they're structured wouldn't be much different other than one has a outie and one has an innie. Okay. Yeah. But like, sense like I've seen girls at that age that are stronger than the boys and obviously I've seen st- boys that are stronger than the girls. But uh as for stature wise at that age usually girls are bigger than boys.
2: That's kind of why I was asking cuz I can think of one in particular but maybe there'd be a couple of them that that be good boys on the circuit that would be <laughs> hilarious to see a good smashing by a 7-year-old girl and you know who I'm talking about. I would about. agree with so, that. Yeah. It would be hilarious. I
1: would agree. Yeah. Alright, Dario, do you have anything more to say about this Bruno fighter? Can we fucking move on from it?
4: No, man. I want to put it to rest, just like he put that fucking asshole, that bullshit tomato can to rest. Uh, We just want to fucking leave it alone at this point. Um, Hopefully he does not want to fight for a while. Who wants to see that shit anymore? Who wants to see him jump around and celebrate and hug his coach for like 30 seconds? You know, it's just like Get the fuck on with it, okay? The next guy's got to fight. Nobody wants to see this shit. So, no, I do not want to comment. I'm just thinking about all the shit I have to get done this weekend before Braidwood gets here. I cannot believe it, man.
1: There's a lot of stuff that you're going to have to prepare for. Next week,
4: technically. What's the date today? Today is the 16th. Oh,
1: I've got an amazing idea.
4: Okay, go ahead. Shoot.
1: Okay. So the press conference is going to be next Wednesday. Braidwood is obviously going to have to stay the night Wednesday and probably be there Thursday and leave Friday. Okay. What if, like, you have your laptop there, right? Yeah, of course. What if we did the Super Mario Boogeyman Dario Minute
4: on the super, Thursday? The Super Duper Boogie. Boogie Five, fucking love it. Whatever we're gonna come up with, we're gonna compromise. Yeah. Any of that? That would be terrific.
1: I think that would be amazing. Holy
4: crap! Yes, honestly, I would love nothing more than to invite Braidwood. We'll we'll have to do it at my place. We'll fuck. He'll fucking love it. We'll fucking terrorize my neighborhood. We'll fucking get back at my neighbors for being fucking loud dickheads. But man, I just thinking about all the shit we gotta get done before this weekend. You know what's funny is that, like I was always saying, it's the 16th. Bray, that fight in Quebec City where I first met him, I think it happened on the 27th or something, 24th. Same Next time. week, it'll be the would be the, the one year that I first met Braidwood and the last time I saw Braidwood, so this is fucking fitting. I mean, he wrecked havoc last time he was in Quebec, and now he's back a year later, ready to do the exact same shit. I can't believe it.
2: Yeah, Ooh, but I saw, Who's now, at work you, here? Did you share something, though, or was that Adam? Because I saw like on somebody's social media lately like like a picture of that press conference you're beside him he's got the lumberjack thing on oh, but so i couldn't dope. tell if that was a memory or like if it was a it was a memory or if it, it was just it, it was you putting something en- up
4: it was not a memory i believe that was there was not a memory because that would be it was like a, a day or two before the actual fight so no that memory is going to come up in probably a couple of days uh no i think bray would just post because he just says that he misses his french uh friends and uh simon keen and all that stuff but he's actually yeah, for that Eric Martel or whatever his name is. So you know, sometimes he'll make posts about it. It might have been me as well, but no, that, that that's coming up soon. But that is crazy, man. Last February he did his fucking thing in Quebec, and he's coming back for that press conference. Wow. Specifically Montreal is that that's what it's going to be, right?
1: I believe so. Yeah, Luke, how many air miles do you have?
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't
1: have air miles. Oh, you don't. You just have vouchers.
2: No. Oh, you're talking about for traveling now? Yeah. Yeah, I got like I think I think a little over six grand worth of travel uh like credits that I can use. You're talking about like all my visa for from the business and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I got six. Oh, no, I just used two thousand the other the other month, so I got about four thousand left right now. Why?
4: He's got a plan, Tanner's top <laughs> We of can mind. see that.
2: Yeah. What if we rolled into Quebec next week? Yeah. I can't go to Quebec next
4: week. Lou, drop your fucking plans, man.
2: Because my, my kids don't have school next Here we week.
4: Go. Here we go. Why not?
2: Because, fuck, they never have school. I don't even know how they even get smarter. They're never there. and They sure aren't getting smarter from me. <laughs> Could you imagine if we rolled into Quebec next week? Yeah, but I can. Uh, and I, the kids aren't in school. And, and I already didn't sign them up for the anything. They're, they're with me for five days. So. Just give them NyQuil.
4: Oh, there we go. Why not?
2: I could tie them up in their rooms and Tanner, leave like a self-feeder thing.
4: Go, go, exp- go, go, go. Express, uh, express mail the fucking gummy bears to uh, to Luke, so we can. Do, <laughs> it, it'd be You'll fucking do terrific. It. Soak them in NyQuil, and then you got your fucking. The problem's over, dude. I shouldn't have said that online. I don't give a shit. Whatever.
1: <laughs> but could it's you funny. imagine the shitstorm uh-huh. that would ensue if we showed up in Quebec for this fucking press conference? Yeah,
4: I, I want to see that. Tanner. In a slut-shaming shirt.
1: Oh, I would a wear a shirt that says uh,
2: slut from 100%. Slut. Yeah, now, now you want to re-get that, that, uh, uh, that pinstripe suit made that says, you know, instead of fuck Simon, it says fuck you, slut.
4: Yeah, fucking hell, man. Yeah, right? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tanner, for sure, man, I will be there in your place if you cannot make it. I will be there. And Bruno will be there as well. We will be the tanner and luke that quebec desperately needs
1: okay so here's what you got to do then if i'm not going to be there when you go to get hats made get a the bad guy hat made okay because then like we that. have a link
4: okay yes you're right and then the awkward one can be luke right yeah the Awkward. awkward, Bruno, awkward, awkward you can be, luke. okay yeah perfect and
1: then we need to come up with a nickname for you <laughs> Do we need a nickname for me? Well, I need to make a hat about you, but I can't just put Dario on my head. That's silly.
4: <sighs> Can you just put piece of shit or something like that, man? Like the shit emoji. <laughs> I, thought was, I, just... I thought you were gonna
2: wear the fuck hat. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty good to explain.
4: No, no, fuck that. Everybody already. I, that 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 needs no explanation, dude. I'm not where, I'm not gonna put anything with Bruno's name on. Absolutely fucking not.
1: Like you don't have a nickname when they say your name in the ring.
4: No, I was gonna go by Super Dario, but like I said, I'm not gonna do it until somebody until that fucking asshole gives me the Twitter handle. Okay, man, I had it all on Twitter before, and then I got banned for some stupid shit, and I lost it. So I don't want to talk about it. All right. Yeah, but maybe Super Dario. That might might be what I go by. Hopefully, it'll get me knocked out. Okay, I'm gonna get a Super yet. Dario. I made that. Okay, terrific, man. Done deal. I like it. Luke, what about you?
1: Again, Luke looks stupid with hats on, so okay.
2: he doesn't yeah, want to. what are you
4: doing, man? Honestly, uh, I'm. Just... I am do not
2: It's not good. Can... But you know see... what, though? Maybe, maybe if Tanner actually did the hat, it would be better. Because I did go do it myself. I probably got the wrong size, for starters. You know, I have a weird shaped head. Why do I have to do everything?
4: There goes Luke, uh, interrupting again. So that's great. Right. You guy. said, hey, Luke, what about it? You asked me a fucking question. Yeah, and then I was uh, about to get onto something, and then I don't think it do was it, a question, whatever.
1: though. I think it was a statement. Yeah. Oh. It's, well, it's right.
4: fine. It's fine, Luke. It's fine. Dude. Say your statement
1: then. Yeah. Luke, could you just hit the little red button underneath your picture?
4: Yeah. We're about <laughs> done with this, man. We're about an hour in. I mean, we, we've, we've, we've covered <laughs> what we what we wanted to do. He's gone. But, uh, what? What? no okay (laughs) i really thought (laughs) guys his fucking icon disappeared i thought what happened actually happened i thought we fucking lost him thank god but damn it luke don't tease us like that yeah
1: well i don't know well i have a current event i need to ask you about dario because this is an extra episode with dario this week
2: okay perfect it
1: says right here NBC news black comic creators discuss breaking down barriers to finally gain representation I'm guessing they're going at the uh, the Black Panther movie it's supposed to light a fire under the the black people I guess I don't
4: know okay what's your question because now I'm now I'm, now I'm hurt
1: well it's 2018 is it really that big of a deal that we have like different colored Superheroes? Like, Black Panther's been around forever. Come on.
4: Personally, I like Spawn. Spawn was great. Do you guys remember Spawn?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: Spawn was great. I mean, it's been a. I don't know, man. You know, the thing is, people want to get my two cents in because, like, the whole. Honestly, I don't give a. It's flying fuck about it. I don't know what the whole issue is. But you know what I, I want to talk about, Tanner? What? Is the question you asked about the animated movie that I still have no idea. Peter what Rabbit. What the hell you asked me? Peter Rabbit. What the hell was that about?
1: Okay, you want to talk about Peter Rabbit again?
4: No, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, do we just know what it was about? Like, what does that even mean? Lighting a fire under the... Or no, that he's got mad poppers or something like that. I'm (laughs) pissed about that. I am losing my fucking mind about that.
1: (laughs) So, the actual headline was, Sony apologizes as Peter Rabbit movie makes parents hopping mad.
4: Luke, did you hear that? Yeah. What is your comment
2: on it? I've never read it. I have no idea what they're talking about. This is new? I have
4: no... I, I, I don't know, man.
2: Is
1: this a new movie, Tanner? Okay, so in Peter Rabbit, the new Sony Pictures movie based on the children's book, a family of bunnies fights for access to the infamous Tom McGregor's backyard. In one scene, Peter Rabbit attacks McGregor where he is weakest. His allergy to blackberries. After Peter flings a, back, a blackberry into McGregor's mouth, McGregor suffers an anaphyla- suffers from anaphylaxis and is forced to use an, adre- a, an adrenaline injector. So apparently people, uh, parents don't like that. I think that's hilarious.
2: Who fucking cares? Exactly. It's not like they use peanuts or something like that. I mean, kids nowadays with this peanut allergy, that might be bad, but who cares about berries? That's weird. I do know the movie now that you're talking about. It. I've seen it because the, the, girl, the girlfriend likes the bunnies, right? And then they start dating the guy, right? That's the whole... Yeah, I saw that preview. Yeah, I get it. So their play on the title is Hopping Mad because he's a bunny. Okay, well, that scene from the surprisingly
1: conscientious movie released on Friday has now prompted some parents and allergy awareness organizations. Listen, I just read that. That fucking pisses me off. You, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with the world, man? because like, a guy threw a fucking goddamn BlackBerry in some fucking idiot's mouth because he's allergic to him? Come on! The guy's trying uh, to kill him. Who cares? The guy's trying
2: to kill the rabbit. It's a you, fucking cartoon. Kill him.
1: Did you watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a kid? How many fucking monsters did they kill? Come on!
4: <laughs> uh, I never grew up watching Power Rangers. To let you guys know.
1: The fuck is wrong with the world? Uh, I just watched I know, them man. for the girls on there
4: well listen man i uh i cannot wait until you guys get jesse and bruno on and i cannot wait till bravewood's on so we can do this fucking show together honestly this is everything that i've dreamed of this is the whole setup this is what i've been working on and we're finally about to make it happen we're very close
1: okay so at some point this year coming up everybody is going to be in the same room at one time
4: yeah now that yeah now that you fucking
1: yeah we are Absolutely. going to all meet face-to-face. We're meeting face-to-face right now, but, like, human contact. No. We can high-five and play grab-ass in the park.
4: All of that good stuff. June. That will happen. Uh, yeah, probably in the summer, man. Probably it's June. be a fucking beautiful time of the year. Yeah, man. We're going to wreck heaven. I can't wait. Honestly, there's something brewing, man. They're doing real well with this Braidwood shit that they got going on, so I can't wait for all that.
2: There's something... Well, and if Tanner. Something in the works. We're not talking about yeah,
4: it. We'll see. But yeah. um,
2: we still we still know if Tanner gets his uh plays his cards right. There could be an opening in um April that I'm gonna need somebody to come to uh KO boxing and that's you. So we'd still technically the the four guys that we like would all be in one room at least. Yeah, we'd wait yeah. till June to get the other two we don't like in the same room. Yeah. All right,
1: Darrow, we're gonna get you the fuck out of here. But take us out to the party real quick.
4: Yeah. <sighs> no fucking way, man. You guys yeah, want to fucking see it, man? Okay. Do yeah. You guys want to see it? Tell your brother to. Tell your brother to fuck off. Good thing is that the Jews already left. Where's Bruno? Is he around here? Huh? Is he over here? Can we get? Okay. Hang on. We'll get him real quick before. Bruno! Bruno! Go ahead. Say hi to your fucking <laughs> friends, Bruno. Your, war, your mortal <laughs> fucking <laughs> enemies. I He's love Simon King. Okay, name. we're not gonna listen to this <laughs> bullshit. We're, not to it. we're at, okay, no. Scratch that off the fucking podcast. I'm done. No, 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 no. Scratch it off the fucking podcast. We're not having that bullshit.
2: No wonder people hate him.
4: Oh, is an absolute fucking dirtbag. The worst person to win. The worst person to have any type of success.
1: Congratulations Bruno, you just won quote of the year for 2018. The, <laughs> number 1
4: douchebag. Anyways, I'm getting the fuck out of here guys. Live from the fucking Grant Brothers gym where Braidwolf will be making an appearance very very fucking soon and we're going to see Bruno get the shit fucking kicked out of him on the on the fucking uh what is that? The body bag. We're going to Luke Spicer this motherfucker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Bruno.
2: This is Jelena Marjanovic, 8-time world champion, and you are listening to the Spice of Life Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Spice of Life Podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. Alright guys, welcome back to the Spice Life Podcast. Today on the show, we have coached to a bunch of people that we have on the show on a regular basis, Jesse Thompson. How's it going? I'm fantastic. Yourself?
3: Very good. Working hard, you know.
1: Wow. It looks like you're having more fun than working hard. Yeah. <laughs> so, you requested to come on the show. you actually been supposed to have been on the show a couple times yeah. already.
3: Yeah, and I never get the phone call, but uh, today I got the phone call, so let's do it. You know, like, today
1: was the first time you gave me your phone number.
3: Yeah? Oh, shit. <laughs> so that's why I guess you never called, huh?
1: Yes. Um, okay, so let's just get this over and done with then. Dario Berdici, Yeah. what's up with that guy?
3: Uh, he's annoying. He's a jerk. <laughs>
1: he's a jerk. He's a good
3: boxer, but outside the ring, he's enough. Don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good guy. We just we're, he, when, his, uh, when he fought in uh, Quebec City on the other card of uh, Lucian Boutin Alvarez, we were in Quebec City for about a week, so we just started like uh, messing around there with him and Bruno, and since then it's been a uh, constant war when we're not training.
1: So Bruno did, super... <laughs> did make a little guest appearance today on the Spice of Life podcast, and he said one oh, thing, yeah. that he loves Simon Keene.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh that's good. So rude. That's good. I'm <laughs> sure if uh Adam would hear that then his friendship with uh Dario would end uh, instantly.
1: Uh, I've told <laughs> Bruno that he has to stop training at your gym now because uh he wrecked my night last night when he won.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. so you hate him as much as Dario then?
1: Yes, correct. We don't want Bruno to win. Like I predicted that he'd hit <laughs> the canvas in the second round. That didn't happen.
3: No, it was the opposite
1: was the exact Completely opposite. The opposite he looked good last night
3: yeah he looked good coming off a broken hand and usually a the type of fighter that takes his time and like we ask him to throw and he just came out of the the first round he came out uh, right away putting pressure and letting his hands go so so i, I know very th- good for his confidence you know
1: yeah well i know in 2017 he had a rough year he had a back injury too right
3: yeah, 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 he was, uh, he couldn't train much, couldn't spar much, so when he would fight, he wouldn't be at 100%, but now, uh, and after that, uh, he broke his hand, but now it's good, the hand's healed, his back is good, he gained a lot of weight, but, <laughs> no, he's, he he, 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 he's good, he's had a good weight, he dropped down a bit, so, so. No, things are looking good for him.
1: Who's the better brother?
3: Uh, you know what, technically, I'd say Bruno. Really? I'd say, yeah, Bruno's, like, he doesn't do as many mistakes, but at the same time, Dario has an awkward style that can give a lot of guys problems, and he's a part. So, you know, different styles, but if you look at a textbook, textbook like, uh, Bruno's definitely better than Dario. So
1: uh, you're one of the best coaches in Canada from, from, like, a lot of people have told me that you're you're one of the best okay. coaches in Canada. Um
3: so then you can take my word for it.
1: Well, you did tell me you're a future Hall of Fame coach. but
3: <laughs> Yeah, one day, hopefully.
1: But Tell me how all this started for you.
3: I started coaching when I was 16, but before that I was a fighter for uh, Russ Amber in okay. Montreal. And at 16, I was playing football at a mm-hmm. high level, so I couldn't box and play football at the same time. So I started coaching, and one thing led to another. And 10 years later, I'm doing this full-time and uh, making a living out of boxing.
1: That's fantastic.
3: Training, uh, training a bunch of fighters in Montreal, yeah.
1: You train some of the best guys in Canada. Yeah? Tony Felix. Lewis. Tony Lewis?
3: Yeah, Tony Lewis.
1: Love Tony Lewis. He's been on the show a couple times.
3: Yeah, I, was, I listened to his podcast. It was very good.
1: Uh, our Our relationship with Tony started off a little rocky.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he's hard to get with, get along with at first, because he's a very emotional guy, you know, old well, school fashion too.
1: Well, he he was fighting Cam O'Connell, and Cam's our guy.
3: Yeah. Okay, I see. So I see where this is
1: going. I made some off-color comments about the folks of Cornwall.
3: <laughs> okay, keep going.
1: I, I might have insinuated that they have relations with their cousins.
3: Okay, yeah.
1: And uh, the whole town of Cornwall did not like that, and then Tony took that personally.
3: Oh, Okay, that's why during the fight, his dad kept talking to Cam and saying, keep talking shit to the coach.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then we made a bet that uh, okay. Cam would beat Tony, and yeah. we ended up losing that bet and having to get a tattoo. Oh, yeah? So I have a Tony Lewis tattoo on my foot. No way. Yeah.
3: You're fucking kidding me!
1: No, so so Cam's Cam's little symbol is like is a shamrock, right? Because he's Irish, and then Tony's obviously yeah. a lightning bolt. So we got a lightning bolt going through a shamrock and blowing it up.
3: Oh boy! Yeah, that's fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> but now we're all good with Tony. We like Tony. He's a, yeah,
3: he's a good guy. He's
1: a heck of a boxer, man.
3: Yeah, very very fast very tough so ballsy too that's a that's actually one of his problems sometimes i have with him is he le- he loves to train and just stay there way too long in the pocket when he doesn't even have to you know but uh yeah he's a very extreme fighter very tough very serious guy too outside the ring he's uh he's a pleasure to work with he's actually have a big fight coming up in australia in april i've seen that yeah that's going to be a tough challenge uh flying over there and a guy in his hometown and that guy looks uh, really uh it looks really uh, popular in his hometown so it's going to be uh hectic there but so this okay it's part of the game
1: it's going to be some kind of a title unification right
3: yeah i think he's uh wba asian pacific and and tony's uh north american wba so
1: so would if changing
3: titles yeah.
1: if tony wins that fight would he be in the top five in the wba then at this point
3: I think yeah, I think he told me something like that. If if it's not top five, it's top ten for sure. But it's a significant fight. It's uh, where he is at is at the point he is in his career. It's the most important fight. It's uh, it's a good it's a it's a good gamble. I think.
1: I like to see the Canadian guys doing stuff like that. You don't hear much about Canadian guys.
3: The Canadian guys going outside,
1: just doing anything big in boxing. That's a that's a big fight.
3: Yeah, it's a big fight. You know. We're, uh, in Canada, the way the, the system works is we usually stay home and fly Mexicans or guys from Eastern European to bring up our record. But when you get to, to fight another guy who's undefeated and who's a top guy in the world, it's, it's really good. It's really fun for as a challenge, you know?
1: Well, did you get to watch the main event of last night's card?
3: No, Steve Bossy, no. Oh I didn't stay for that. God. No, I left. Don't watch it. Okay.
1: <laughs> don't watch I it. I won't watch it. Uh, I have
3: a bunch of other fights to watch, you know. I, I study a lot my guy's opponents. So, like Tony's guy, I'm going to have to to watch his fight uh, every week. So, I don't have time to watch I MMA mean, guys turning boxers. Right. <laughs> Even though I train one who's <laughs> done that before.
1: Mr. Ryan Ford.
3: Yes, Ryan, right, The real deal.
1: So, how long have you been with Ryan?
3: Uh... A bit over a year, but he goes back to Edmonton. So yeah. the time we've trained together, maybe four months. Right? You know, if we added up the little stints we trained together, he's so it's done not a, much to work with. But
1: he's done a good job of transitioning, though, from from MMA to boxing.
3: Yeah. No. no, no honestly, no. I don't. I don't know any other MMA guys that's done what he's done in boxing. Just think about it. He had, uh, I think, twenty-seven pro MMA fights. Uh, the guy turns a uh, like, pro boxer, and two years later, he's fighting in Russia for uh, WBA Intercontinental. And he goes 12 rounds and wins a couple rounds against the uh, next world champion. So I, I don't think I've ever seen an MMA guy do that into boxing at this level, you know?
1: No. I, I've, well, I've known Ryan for 10 years now. I used to be a sparring partner of his when I was out in Victoria. Okay, okay. But
3: uh, he's he did, in MMA, I guess.
1: Yeah, MMA. But uh, he's very, okay. very athletically gifted.
3: Oh, fun! Yeah, yeah. I think any sport he would do—football, basketball, whatever it is—I think he could have had a very good success.
1: Yeah. So I know that yeah. he's got something coming down the pipe here pretty quick. I, I can't say much about it, and I'm guessing you already no. know.
3: No, neither. But, neither uh, can I. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, something, something's, something's in the cooking, you know.
1: Something good, so
3: yeah, we'll, something good.
1: We'll wait for Ryan he's to working. talk about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Then uh, we'll talk about it.
1: Who else do you have? You've got uh, Mo Money.
3: Yeah, Mo Money, my top prospect. I'd say he's a four-no. He's currently fighting at super lightweight, but uh we're gonna slowly go down to one thirty-five eventually. Okay. He's uh, he's a good prospect. He's very gifted naturally. But also technically, he's very good. He can fight inside, outside, can fight different styles, and he's very serious. Also, outside the gym, he's uh, he's always in shape, ready to go.
1: So you and Ryan took him over to Siberia with you guys.
3: Yeah, yeah, I brought him over because uh, we had two two plane tickets uh, for coaches. So I said to myself, "Well, this is a good opportunity for him to travel with us and get the experience, you know, to to, to go outside Canada and." And also, like in the corner, he, I know he's, he has a very good eye, so he can see things. And he's on the same page as me because he's my boxer, so yeah. whatever I didn't see, he could have seen. And when I say something, when I say, like, uh, let's say I say uh, to Ryan, well, open your legs or do, uh, do this or do that, uh, well, Mo knows that. So we're all oh. on the same page, so it was just a perfect fit to so- bring him along to, uh, to Russia with me and Ryan.
1: So when the three of you packed up and you you jump on a plane and you're gonna go over to Siberia, before that, did you guys do any research on on Siberia itself?
3: Yeah, Google, you know, Wikipedia, read a bit on that. But you can read whatever you want. When you get there, now you know where you are. You know, <laughs> right? And it, it was a good experience. You know, yeah, <laughs> a bit different, a bit different at times. But uh, people <laughs> treated us well. Uh, as soon as we spoke to them, they were very friendly, and we told them we're boxers, and they wanted pictures with them all the time. So it was a good time. In the I have see,
1: I seen a lot of pictures of, of Mo Money on the internet with uh, with the Siberian people.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I I think because he maybe looks like a soccer player. That's what uh, Ryan was telling me. But oh. in the airport and shopping centers, they would stop and take pictures with him and ask him for for autographs and. I don't know. Maybe he looks like a superstar or something, <laughs> but he definitely liked that.
1: <laughs> so yeah. you you yourself, you operate out of Grant Brothers Boxing Gym, right?
3: That's it. Uh, I've known the Grants for a long time. They were taught by Russ also, so when I changed gym, my brother actually started that Grants. I mean, he, he eventually went from uh, Russ's gym to the Grants, and I followed him there. And for five years, I've been coaching there with them. I work the corners with them, like Bruno. Yesterday, he he's he's being trained by Howard. Yeah, but uh, he uses me as a cut man and also assistant. So whenever Howard uh, needs help, I'm 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 his second.
1: Wow, that's nice. Well, who
3: yeah, else? Yes, it's a who good else? gym. A lot of good fighters are going through there. You know.
1: Who else do you have and lurking in that gym over
3: there? I've got a I've got a couple of uh, professionals. Guys who have uh, one or two fights. And there's also Bruno, Dario, Francis Lafagnaye that I work with too. He's, uh, he's uh, an ABA uh, middleweight champion. And uh, he's fighting March 15 at the casino. Their next uh, Go People, Michelle Carn. Okay. So that should be good. And uh, yeah, we got also other fighters that, come, that just come for some sparring. So there's always some action there.
1: Has Simon Keane ever been in that gym?
3: Yeah, he's come to spar a couple times.
1: How'd that turn out for him?
3: That yeah, was a good sparring. He sparred with heavyweight uh, Alexander Teslenko. It was a uh, good sparring.
1: Is that the, is he on the Canadian national team? Who's that? Uh, I want to Teslenko. Say, yeah, or is he a pro?
3: Teslenko. No, he was, uh, he was, He's a he's he's a pro. He's thirteen and zero, twelve and zero.
1: Okay, uh, okay he's that- from
3: Toronto originally. Uh well, oh. I would say U- Ukraine and then Toronto.
1: Okay, I know there's an Alexi on the Canadian national team that's done rounds with Simon, so I didn't know if it was just...
3: Yeah, country. no, that's uh, Alexi Bariai. No, he's uh, French-Quebecois. Okay. that's He doesn't train with us. He trains with the national team in Montreal.
1: Huh. Yeah. Well, you guys are always well, busy down there. Every time I see a video, there's always people in there.
3: Yeah, no, it's busy. Montreal is a big uh, fight city, you know? There's uh, maybe four or five gyms in Montreal that are always packed full of amateurs or pros or just clients like that, you know. So
1: you guys have a fight card there at least once a month, right? In Montreal? Well, in Quebec in general.
3: Yeah, there's, there was 20 pro shows last year, so wow. there's one or two every month, sometimes even three. It depends, you know, because there's uh, three, three or four different promoters in Quebec.
1: Already- so they each
3: do a bunch of shows a year or so.
1: So already this month they've done Eye of the Tiger management. They put on the show with Simon, and then yep. uh, the show oh, last yeah. night.
3: That's uh, Groupe Yves Michel. That's another promoter, and then there's the uh, the promoters we usually work with, which are called uh, Rick's Up Promotion. Okay. They're having a they're having a show March twenty fourth. Wow. In a couple of weeks, yeah.
1: I don't know the So there's next
3: shows. On. There's March fifteenth, uh, Casino with Groupe Yves Michel, and then uh, March twenty fourth. Another venue in Montreal called uh, TOWU.
1: yeah,
3: And that's uh, Rick's up promotion doing the show.
1: So I seen Grant Brothers plastered all over the place last night at that casino show. Is, the, is Grant Brothers Boxing like a sponsor of the show somehow?
3: No, not even. I don't know. We saw that maybe just on our t-shirts.
1: I can't remember where I've seen it now. I thought i seen it on the on the TV thing there.
3: No, what you saw is the uh, People Michelle sign. It's a G a G with a boxing glove. It kind of oh. looks a bit like uh, our logo, so probably that's why.
1: They look the same.
3: <laughs> but that's good. you think it's grand. It's more uh, publicity for us.
1: That was my first thought, is that the gym sponsored the show.
3: No, no, we didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what do you guys I have? I wish,
3: because we'd have more fighters on that show then.
1: <laughs> so, you guys normally work with Rixa Promotions then? Is that what it's called? Yeah,
3: Rixa and GoPivo Michelle and a few other promoters too. Okay, so, so... That's our main net promoters right now.
1: Do you guys have a ton of options in Quebec, though?
3: Yeah, we say a ton of options, but boxing, you know, it's the same in every city. Uh, there's a bunch of fighters that are unsigned, and they're always looking for fights, and then there's the, the select group that are signed, and that uh, they don't have trouble finding fights. You know, it's a tough business, boxing, honestly, you know?
1: Oh, it's a greasy business, too, right? <laughs> Everybody's trying to fuck somebody over.
3: Yeah, everyone's trying to get a dollar, and a lot of lies are on. A lot of people lie just to get an extra dollar or two, you know? It's messed up, but that's the reality of our sport, you know?
1: It's run by gangsters, man. (laughs)
3: Yeah.
1: It is what it is.
3: What you want. Yeah. Hey. That's it.
1: Everybody's got to get paid somehow.
3: Yeah, that's it. It's just, you know, at the end, it's the boxer that should be getting paid the most because they're the one. uh, sacrificing their lives and you know as a boxer okay you'll make money in what three four years and then what you know there's no uh, there's no pension fund there's no insurance there's nothing nope you make money for a couple years and that's it whereas promoters manager matchmakers they're sitting down on their in their office and they're just placing guys fighting to each other and they don't sacrifice what boxers do you know two or three hours a day of training since a very young age it's messed up. And when their career is done, boxer, it's done. It's not like a promoter who can keep promoting until he's 60 or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that I have a bit of trouble with, but that's the business. What's so, you going to do?
1: So when you're 16 years old, you stopped boxing altogether and started coaching? Is that what happened?
3: Yeah. So I was coaching half the year. The rest of the year, I was uh, playing football at a high level. And then when I finished my university ball, uh, I think it- Two or three years ago, I started coaching full-time, finished university, and now I really just do boxing every day. So, so that's keeping me really busy.
1: So when you were, when you were fighting competitively, the choice between yeah. fighting and football, was it, was it just easy to make the choice to go to football?
3: Well, it's because football, but the way I saw it, was football, it's, you can only play at a, until a certain age, you know? Yep. so I told myself might as well go as far as I can, which was university and boxing if ever I wanted to fight again, I can fight at 25 28 30 35 whatever you know
1: yep.
3: so it was just it was just logical to, for me to play football now and see where boxing would bring me after football but now since I'm coaching full time uh, there's no more time for me to box and I actually enjoy a lot more coaching boxing than actually finding myself so. It's just, uh, that's what it is, and that's doing, it's going very well, and that's the direction I chose, you know?
1: I would say it's better than getting punched in the face.
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, that's s- for sure. I seen on your story the other day, you had a a guy tied up to the ring post with some rubber bands on. Yeah. And you were just yelling at him, telling him to keep going.
3: Oh, yeah. That's one of my uh, amateur fighters. He's got about 20 fights.
1: What a tough job.
3: Exor- yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> tough exercise. <laughs> Resistance.
1: So when does your day start then at the gym? Are you there like early in the morning?
3: Yeah, usually start around 7.30 or 8 in the morning, and then I'll finish around. Some days I'll finish around 8, 8.30 at night, and other, night, other days I finish around uh, 3, 4 in the afternoon. I'm day. there every day. Yeah, because you know, just coaching pros and amateurs, it's not enough, you know. So I have to do uh private one on one. So I have a couple clients, good clients with me for a couple years now and I train them for an hour or whatever per day, you know. So, just to so I can actually survive, pay my mortgage.
1: <laughs> so explain to me the what Grandmother's boxing is and is this just a specific we're a professional amateur boxing gym, or do you guys run group group classes for like
3: yeah, we do everything okay. we have uh I think we have over ten trainers there, you know so there's there's boxing for anything uh recreational group training, hockey players come in uh football players come in, uh families come in to train with their children you know so we we offer boxing at all levels. I even give a class of Individuals living with uh, Parkinson's, uh, troubled kids too come in and we train them. So there's boxing for everyone.
1: I am going to stop by that gym in uh, June. I'm going to be in Montreal.
3: Oh, yeah. Nice. And it's a good time to come to Montreal when there's no snow and ice.
1: <laughs> I, I'm originally from Peterborough, Ontario. I've been to Montreal okay. a few times, but I used to live in Quebec for a little while in Shaw. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I hated it. Nice.
3: <laughs> why man it's the best province what are you saying
1: i uh, know it's terrible the french people don't no. like me i don't speak french it just didn't work out
3: oh it's good you learn two languages here wow. you can travel the world and be even more comfortable
1: well there's going to be a group of us that are going to show up in quebec for a certain fight that i'm not allowed to talk about but you obviously probably know what it is already but, uh, when? We're gonna, in June? In, in June, yeah. I don't know. It's not any of your guys. But, uh,
3: uh, oh, okay. I see where you're going.
1: We will invade Quebec, and we're going to come over to that, gym. Hopefully, Bruno and Dario will be there.
3: Yeah, they will.
1: Okay, because we're going to beat the shit out of Bruno.
3: Okay. You're good with that? I'll give him a heads up.
1: No, don't tell him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or Bruno, he just won, man. Leave him alone.
1: He's got till June. He can he can recover till June.
3: You know, he has the same amount of knockouts as Dario, huh?
1: What's that? Five? Four? Four.
3: Four? four I think.
1: Dario's yeah, but he's got
3: five fights less or something like that. So.
1: Dario's got, what is he? Dario 15? better watch
3: his ass, man.
1: <laughs> uh, do you think at any point that those two could meet in the same weight class?
3: Uh, No. No? I don't see that happening.
1: Like, do you think no. that they,
3: they would... love each other, man? They wouldn't even spar together, I bet you.
1: They don't spar together.
3: No, I've never seen them spar against each other.
1: What the fuck is wrong with those two?
3: No, that's not good. Me and my brother, if we spar, we end up sparring in the parking lot after. Really, not a good idea.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it because they—they look relatively kind of the same size.
3: No, man, that was uh, much taller. Oh, is he? And longer. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. So the, Bruno's not I keep telling on.
3: Bruno too. he's fighting in the wrong category. He's got to go down to uh, two alternate weights.
1: What did he fight at last night?
3: Yeah, I think it was 154.
1: 154. And what do you want?
3: 154,
1: about, like, 152.
3: 47? Yeah, That's definitely. It's a good weight
1: class, actually. It's an active weight class. So.
3: Yeah, he's not that far.
1: No, not really. He could probably cut some weight.
3: Yeah.
1: Did he cut weight last night? Well, the night before to to make weight?
3: Yeah, I think a couple pounds.
1: Oh well what's yeah. he bitching about then? Just go down to forty seven, Bruno. Stop being a pussy.
3: Yeah. Tell him. Tell him <laughs> online. Oh all in here. What's
1: uh what is Dario fighting at?
3: He's fighting at one sixty eight, but he's he, he could easily fight at one sixty, I think. Well not easily, but I feel like he could dehydrate himself and fight at one sixty and really be advantage 'cause he's very he's very tall and long, you know, so
1: so I watched the fight. But, uh, is... that's
3: me being the coach, you know. Uh, sometimes yeah. I have to tell the boxers what they don't want to hear, and like uh, Ryan, I I told him since the get go, your weight class is not 175, man. 68. And uh, eventually he got an offer at 168, and he made it. He made it without any problem, and now he's only fighting at 168. So sometimes they just gotta get that push, and once they know they make, they can make that weight. They're they're gonna stay at that weight.
1: I like that weight class for Ryan, though. 168.
3: Yeah, that's his weight class. Because he's big. 100%. He's a big guy. He's a big guy for a one hundred and sixty. He's not too tall, but he's he's made big, you know.
1: What's Ryan, about 5'10"? Yeah,
3: five. Uh, 5'11". 5'11". Yeah.
1: He, was, he did a couple cruiserweight fights, too. Which, those guys are big. He
3: did, huh? yeah. He did one or two. But uh, one of them was like uh, he got called the day before, I think, the fight. So he jumped on that. And then uh, there was another one he got a call maybe uh, a week before to fight for. No, there was no title in play, but he fought the guy that had the Canadian title that cruiserweight.
1: Yeah, Rob Nichols. Some guy from Outlet.
3: Rob Nichols, that's yeah. it. And he stopped him, I think, in the six, sixth round or something.
1: Yeah, I, I was at yeah. that fight. It was just a one-sided pounding.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. And even Ryan wasn't even that great shape. So can't well, imagine if he was. <laughs> what would have happened
1: i think ryan had just fought a couple of weeks before that
3: yeah it's possible maybe, possible maybe even fought uh like a couple of weeks before in his first fight in singapore i think so yeah february i think that fight was in march yeah and that's it a couple weeks later he fights again
1: but ryan's a fucking uh, wild man though
3: <laughs> he's what
1: he's a fucking wild man
3: oh yeah <laughs>
1: Just call him. There, you know,
3: his nickname is the real deal, but he's, he's the fucking real deal. <laughs> 100%. He'll
1: fight anybody. I have, I've,
3: I've trained a lot of fighters, and the way he is mentally strong and willing to do what needs to be done, there's not many guys like that. No. Like, think about it. In two years, what he accomplished? People can never take away that, take away that, take that away from him. You know, it's crazy when you think about it. You know, we, after he lost against uh, Fedor Shulinov, we're sitting down in the dressing room and we're like, "Oh my God!" You know, check what we did, man. Look how, yeah, we're not happy. We wanted to win, and yes, we could have made a few adjustments and maybe make that fight even closer than what it was. But in the end of the day, what Ryan did is it's, it's out of this world. People don't realize that.
1: Well, I talked to. Uh,
3: they don't give him the credit he should he deserves. You know.
1: Well, I talked to him after the fight, and I, I said, "This that's nothing to hang your hat on. Like, you traveled across the world, you fought a former world champion, you've been in the sport for two years, and you held your own." Yeah. You didn't look bad. Yeah. Like,
3: no, not at all. The guy never didn't made look a out fool. Of place at all.
1: No, he looked like he should have been there, and if he had, yeah. had made a couple small. Uh, a few small adjustments he's winning the fight
3: yeah 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 yeah, 100 percent.
1: it wasn't even a loss it was just a learning experience that's all those are yeah I everybody mean, everybody likes to hang their hat on a loss oh you you're you've got a loss on your record especially in boxing i don't think they're a bad thing
3: yeah and i think you know he it's a cliche i know but you learn a lot when you lose Because when you win, yeah, you did that mistake, but you still won. So you're not like, fuck, uh, that's okay, you know. But when you lose, you're like, okay, if I'm not going to fix this mistake, and he knows what I'm talking about right now, if he doesn't fix that, well, he's going to keep losing, you know. So it gives you extra motivation in the gym to fix those mistakes. It gives you an excuse to work on that mistake, you know. And sometimes fighters, you know, they do those mistakes in in fights. And I try to tell them, and yeah, they listen, and they fix it a bit, but until they lose, that's when they're like, okay, he's right. I lost because of this mistake, so yep. I'm going to have to fix it now.
1: So explain to me then why, like, you'd be a perfect person that could answer this question. Um, yeah. Like, why in boxing is the loss looked as such a bad thing?
3: I don't know, man. Honestly, it's. I think it. What's, it's... Just uh public uh, people think that, but it's not true. it depends the way you lose, you know mm-hmm. if you get a shutout, like you lose every round and you're out of place, then it's not a good loss. but back in the days, guys used to fight each other, world champion against world champion, and they'd have uh, five, six, seven losses, and they'd still be there, you know yeah it depends which type of fighter you are if you're if you're a guy who has five losses, let's say like Francis Lafagnac, he has five losses he's still got that chance with a promoter after all. And look where he is now. He's uh, ranked top 15 in the world as a middleweight. So I don't think it's the end of the world, but it, you know what? Boxing the problem we have. People compare boxer to another boxer. Everyone's different. Yeah. One boxer could be, let's say Dario loses, loses his next fight, you know, not the end of the world. He's still, he's still learning. He's still young. But then you get, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, an older guy who's, uh, on the verge of ending his career and he loses well maybe he doesn't get another chance you know yeah every everyone's different look at uh stephen butler he got knocked out by brandon cook he's still uh, he's still rising he's still winning fights he's still getting opportunities people uh want to protect those little records of theirs but hey you lose you lose look at tony lewis another great example has three losses now he has what six seven wins in a row and he's fighting for a big fight in australia (laughs) you know well, we just... It doesn't matter if you lose it. Depends how you lose it, you know.
1: Well, we talked to. Deshaun uh, back. To Deshaun Johnson the other day, you know who that is? No. So he's a he's a boxer. He's been in the Conor. He was in the Conor McGregor camp for Floyd Mayweather. He's been in Triple G's mm-hmm. camp. He's been in uh, Manny Pacquiao's camp as as a training partner, right? But he's twenty two yeah. and twenty two in boxing.
3: Twenty two and twenty two. Yeah. yeah but he's like a journeyman
1: but if you look at his body of work he's always he's been fighting he's just taking fights to like two weight classes up yeah but he's known as a tough fight in boxing he's got to he's got a big fight coming up uh march 3rd
3: oh yeah well there's some guys that do that you know that's their that's their way of making a living Yep. Uh, it's a tough business you know i wouldn't want to coach a guy like that you know but what you gonna do? We need guys like this in the business, you know.
1: Well, if they're not there, or but...
3: else the guys there would there wouldn't be fights every weekend around the world, right? Yeah.
1: So who's the next guy that you have coming up that's got a big fight? Is it gonna be Tony?
3: No, Tony's in April. Okay. There's gonna be uh the next big fight in the pro scene is March 15th, Francis Lafrenette, who's fighting a guy from out west, uh, Albert uh, or Andaluze. Okay. Something like that. He's 22 and 1, if I am correct. Wow. So that's a big fight for Francis, yeah. So that's the next big, big fight for for us at Grand Brothers.
1: So I know Dario dropped some shit that he might be fighting in March.
3: Yeah, that would be nice if he fights on the undercard.
1: Yeah. So He's due
3: to fight, man. I when's, <laughs> when's his last fight?
1: I have no idea, actually, to tell you the truth. Fuck, yeah. He said he wants so to wow, fight, man. man. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, if he keeps going this way, Bruno's going to catch up to him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Okay, Jesse, I'm going to get you Maybe. out of here, but I'm going to ask okay, you a couple, couple quick questions first. Yeah. Best boxer on the planet right now?
3: Pound for pound?
1: Pound for pound. Lomachenko. Fuck's sakes.
3: Yeah. Why Lomachenko? He's got to be up there. He, just, beat, he just played with uh, Rigondo, which is oh, wow. another... Top 15 pound for pound. So you got to put them up there.
1: Okay. I'll accept your yeah. answer, even though I don't like it.
3: Why you don't like it?
1: I'm just not a Lomachenko fan, man. He pisses me off. Why? Why? He's fucking juking and jiving all over the place. Makes everybody look stupid. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, but you see, the guys who usually are the most successful aren't the most entertaining fighters, you know? Yeah. Andre Warren, Floyd Mayweather, you know? the, the Rigondo, Those guys are very good, but they don't get hit, so people don't seem to like them. I respect
1: but what he you does. Really
3: play- huh?
1: I respect what he does. He's he's very good. It just... I don't know.
3: I like Triple G. Yeah. Triple G, yeah, he's good, but I think he loses the rematch by, against Alvarez. Really? Why? Huh? Why? I think it's Alvarez is just going to keep the pace Like he did in the first four rounds He's going to keep it for eight rounds And walk away with a a W I think he's too fast Like Golovkin I think he lost all first four rounds And then I don't know Canelo just stopped moving like he did In the first four rounds And uh, I think he's just going to keep moving This fight Okay. Best
1: heavyweight Right now in boxing
3: Best who? Heavyweight? Yeah. Oh, Joshua.
1: Anthony Joshua.
3: Yeah, Anthony Joshua. He's the best right now.
1: Do you think if Tyson Fury can get down the weight?
3: Hey, he knocked he knocked out Klitschko, man.
1: You like Klitschko?
3: No, but he was the reigning defending champion for so long before getting beat by uh, Tyson Fury, you know? That's true. And that fight, it was a disgusting fight, if you ask me. Didn't he, like the fight? But against, against Joshua, he actually fought a real boxing fight, and he lost, you know? No, definitely Joshua.
1: Okay, you don't like Deontay Wilder, then obviously.
3: Well, no, I like. I, have, I don't know. Wilder is—he's not like your typical boxer, you know. He's—he's he's got his 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 own style, but he's not, if you're asking me who's the better boxer, you know, I'm going as a coach, definitely Joshua.
1: I would say technically, definitely Joshua too.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who wins? Adam Braidwood or Who? Simon Keane?
3: I think Braywood.
1: When oh, you're from Quebec, too. Jesus.
3: Yeah, I think Braywood just because, fuck, man. Uh, like, offensively, Keen is he's not bad, you know. He's got a good one, too, from his last when I saw. He landed good hooks, especially to the body. But defensively, he panics. His chin goes up. He looks to grab right away. What happens when you got a guy who's, if not bigger than you, that's, that's not going to let you hold him, you know. I think Braywood takes that. And definitely Braywood is the crazier one.
1: 100%.
3: Yeah, there's no crazier fighter in the world I think, than Braywood.
1: Who's better looking, Bruno or Dario?
3: Dario. Okay, Dario Bruno's a got kid. a fucked up beater. Yeah. <laughs> He's fucked.
1: <laughs> all right, Jesse. I'm going to get you out of here on that. It was a pleasure talking yeah, to you. I'm glad I finally got you all on. All right.
3: Yeah, take care, buddy. All Thank right. you very much for having me on.
1: No problem. We'll talk to you later.
3: Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Ciao.